I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Lott. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? What's up, Alex? How you doing? Uh, doing pretty good. We are live now. <laughs> but he's over there looking at, like, NASA. Uh, <laughs> uh, just so everyone knows, Alex is wearing a hat that says the Dirtbag Diaries. The Dirtbag Diaries, that's it. Yeah, what's I, the deal with that? I was sure just now when I looked at that it said the Dirtbag Diabetes. <laughs> I was like, dude, I, mean, I probably have that. <laughs> the Dirtbag Diabetes. I mean, it does have a ring to it. What's the Dirtbag Diaries? It's uh, it's a podcast, actually. It's one of the, like, the second one I ever discovered. It's been a favorite for a long time now. It's about, uh, like, a bunch of climbers, uh, mountain bikers, just like outdoor people telling stories. Mm-hmm. Um, super cool if you're into that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get a bunch of weird looks, though, like right when I bought this hat. Because like, long story short, I bought this hat because I had been listening to the show for so long, and I realized that I hadn't really supported monetarily. So I was like, all right, sick. Like, I'm going to buy a hat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then people started asking about it. I'm like, yeah, it does sound <laughs> kind of weird, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, you said it was a podcast, and it's called The Dirtbag Diaries. Yeah, that's the like, name of it. I imagined Diaries. a bunch of young men exchanging uh, stories about ladies they'd been with. Victories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, victories. That's a great way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, victory I, laps. Yeah, I guess like, like when you're not familiar with like how that term, like the dirtbag term is mm-hmm. used, it definitely sounds like something that is not. <laughs> I, I, I assumed it was a climbing website, a yeah. climbing yep. book, a climbing something. You assumed that from the word dirtbag? Yeah. Yeah, Dirtbag Outfitters is a company I once knew. They, uh, I climbed at some point in my life, and my shoes were resold by Dirtbag Outfitters. Mm. No way. So, Dirtbag yeah. is a thing that I was in the, my 20s. Yeah. Different. Uh, I can totally relate to that. <laughs> that's, <laughs> wrong. that's wrong. <laughs> Are you both wrong. still in your 20s? I'm oh, God, I wish. Jesus. Yeah. But you're still dirtbag. I'm confused. I think we have a different definition of the word dirtbag. Yeah. Yeah. I've got uh, an, an urban dictionary definition if you guys want yeah, to. Yeah, please. Love, love to hear that. All right. Dirtbag. A person who is committed to a given, usually extreme lifestyle to the point of abandoning employment or other societal norms in order to pursue said lifestyle. Um, and then it gives a couple of examples, but that's basically what it is. We just need to bring the word dirt bag oh into skydiving. What's next? Yeah, yeah there's got to be more. I need the next one. I, yeah. um, <laughs> it goes on to say... Sex act. Yeah, that's I exactly the sex right. act. Dirt, it, it, well, it gets kind of weird. Dirt bags can be distinguished from hippies by the fact that dirt bags have a specific reason for their uh, living communally and generally non-hygienically. <laughs> Man, this is still not my version of dirt bag. Okay, what's your version of dirt yeah, bag? Yeah, it's just like a dude getting around just... Um, I don't know. Just causing mischief, yeah. slaying the ladies, <laughs> slaying the ladies, slaying the ladies, slaying the ladies. yeah, slaying them, <laughs> yeah, just slaying them like dragons, throwing okay. back some frothies, yeah. stabbing them and throwing them back into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, like that's, now, now we're being dirt bags. <laughs> yeah, see, that's that's a total. Di- I was a dirt bag. I mean, I'll keep looking through the Urban Dictionary. No, I think I, I, think I tra- nailed it. My traditional <laughs> understanding of dirt bag is what you say. Yeah. I'm only familiar with dirtbag and the climbing since because of climbing. Yeah. I, I initially and still fully think dirtbag the way you said it. Like, that guy's a fucking piece of shit dirtbag. Yeah, yeah, but that's right. Yeah. I mean, in the climbing community, like, do those dudes fuck or what? Oh, man, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. not from anything that I've seen. It's a lot of single dudes. Just being dirty. Have you yeah. seen the latest carabiners? Yeah. I mean, it was, now? it was <laughs> me when I showed. So, imagine me when I showed up to the drought. Like, remember when I can Luke still showed up to the, the job the lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, okay, that's that's another definition. Of I mean, bag. as far yeah, as far as the way dirtbag is defined, the way uh, it's used here, that's what Luke was when he showed up. And Luke's like, no, 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 no. no, no. I was. She I drinks was, uh, this fancy drink over there. Yeah, that is very fancy. Dude, it's a super basic old-fashioned. Yeah, Can you describe... So, before we started the show, DJ was making drinks here. And it's an old-fashioned. Yeah. I don't Smoky old-fashioned. I don't yeah. even know what that means. Uh, dude, I, I didn't know much. I've, I've never... Somebody orders, like, hey, let's order an old-fashioned. I, I commonly ask what somebody's drinking, and I'll drink what they're drinking. Hey, what do you have? An old-fashioned. Nah, I'll have one, too. And I've never been disappointed with one, but I've never been like, oh, I'm going to drink old-fashioned now. Yeah. This is fucking great. And uh, I was on that Reno trip, the, the PIA trip, and Stefan and I were out, and he ordered old-fashioned regularly. And I had one of, like, four or five that was like, man, that was pretty fucking decent. Like, I actually didn't mind that. Yeah. And the last place we ate, I had one where I'm like, holy shit, what is that? That is different. Um, asked the uh, server a little bit about the, what they did. Emulated it closely, but not exactly. Um, and it's super basic. It is a cube of sugar, um, three dashes of bitters, um, two shots or three ounces of Knob Creek rye, a Luxardo... Maraschino cherry and a cube of ice. That cherry is on point as fuck. Dude, it's fucking yeah. Luxardo cherry. I can dude. taste the cherry. Dude, if you're a drinker, if you make fancy cocktails and you're getting Collins cherries, they're good. Collins cherries are, are good. Luxardo cherries, man. L-U-X-E-R-D-O. Luxardo cherries. Uh, a, a, a bartender at, a, at uh, the Speakeasy when it first opened up, man. He's a buddy of mine. He got me hooked to them and like, holy shit, they're the way to go. Yeah. I remember seeing you going into a speakeasy. I had no idea what one was until I seen you on Facebook going into a speakeasy. And I was like, what is this fancy bar? And what's it all about? This is what I'm looking for right now. 100%. Here. Yeah, like what, 20, 23 bucks? Twenty one ninety five. There you for go. For a jar. For yeah. one jar of cherries. Man, it's a small jar, too. And it's fucking tense, dude. 400 gram. I don't know what that means. This is America. 400 gram, that's like, that. yeah, uh, yeah, nearly... Well, there's kilo. 28 grams in an ounce. Not that I'm quick at you need translating to, grams. Yeah. Metric system's just about straight numbers. According to Google, 400 grams is just under a pound for American units. But what's like that? In, but in ounces and fluid ounces. Yeah, but no, you've cherries. got pounds. See, this is the thing. Why do you have so many? We just go kilos or... Yeah, well, this nation was founded by... Uh, not bright people is, I guess, the word, word I should say. <laughs> you measure everything by anything. Yeah, it doesn't make any fucking system. sense. It doesn't make yeah. any sense at all. There's no plan to what. I mean, we measure like six feet before we get to, <laughs> like you're measuring with actual feet. Yeah, like, it's stupid. <laughs> 13 and a half fluid ounces. 13 ounces of cherries. All right, I can do that. Yeah. I mean, the outside of my shoe is 12 inches, so I can actually literally measure with the outside of my shoe. Man, I am lacking in the <laughs> foot area. No, I mean, I wear like a nine and a half. The shoes yeah. woke up. Um, I used to be a mind of, I don't give a fuck which we use, Imperial or Metric. Yeah. Let's just pick one worldwide and agree upon it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, the whole world's waiting for us to come aboard. Well, and, and yeah. I really didn't think it made much of a difference. I didn't <laughs> give true. a fuck, but I use a shitload of Metric in my life. Like, 3D printing became a huge hobby, and yeah. everything's done in Metric and 3D it printing, is. including in the U.S. So my brain has started measuring and doing everything metrically. Uh, the foot mount thing i will do all that metrically the hand mount thing are you still using that hand smoke bracket yeah, that's great fuck yeah dude. Neat. Yeah. that thing's super durable i don't i don't i mean i could intentionally smash it the way that 
you did with the first one. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, man, it's pretty robust. I'd, I'd have a hard time breaking it uh, so for I wa- its intended use. I walked out to the patio one day, and Nicholas cutting apart a one-gallon milk jug. And I just kind of watch him do this, and yeah. then he starts taping it to smoke canisters. So, obviously, he's putting a handle on smoke bombs. Yeah. That's pretty obvious, but I still ask, like, so, Nick, <clears throat> what are you doing? And exactly what are you doing? And he got my gist. He explains, like, hey... A gender reveal in free fall. We pop this in free fall, tape it together, yada, yeah. yada. And I took that as a personal challenge to three d to design and print a three a, a fucking a, a mount, a canister, a holder that he pops a smoke in and yeah. jumps with that shit and he doesn't have to cut apart a fucking <laughs> a water jug every time. I mean, the, it was a pain in the ass before to build those things, but it, it worked really well. Yeah. But how did so, manufacturing is amazing. Dude. Like. It's incredible, isn't it? What no. you can just pump out in your own house. It, it looks so professional. It's so, yeah. it's so purpose-built. It's great. It's awesome. Man, I have seen printers similar to the one I own uh, print helmets, and when you first look at that helmet, you wouldn't have known it was printed on that printer. That's insane. Um, absolutely blew my mind. I recently tried on a few different helmets, and, and we're looking at different designs. And some of them were, were uh, sanded and finished where you couldn't tell they were printed. And some of them still had the unfinished print uh, yeah, look yeah. to it. So I could tell. But they were like, no, holy shit. What? Uh, it's, it's amazing. I, I, I want another printer, man. It's, yeah. I've been, I'm a junkie. I've been Full looking at Full custom to your head, too. Scan your head. Yeah. Your helmets, you know. Yeah. My introduction to 3D printing was a dude named Callie Dave in Skydive Dallas. It was that at the time in, like, 2013. Um. Hey DJ, sit here on this chair or stool. It's on basically a homemade lazy susan, a, a piece of plywood with bearings underneath it. And I'm going to spin you, and I just want you to sit still. And he doesn't tell me much, and is he's telling me to do this, and he's shooting video for the course. A homie, somebody I know well, is like DJ, just go with it. I'll explain it later. I'm like, all right, bro. What? Yeah. Whatever. I'm about to get. I don't know what's going on. Um, and he spun me in a circle, and he's like, all right, man, I'll have something for you tomorrow. I'm like, okay. And uh, Callie Dave's super nice guy. He's not telling me because he wants to surprise me. And you're like, yo, dude, he just 3D scanned your head. He'll come back tomorrow with something really cool, and you'll see him. Like, and he printed I think it's gone. I think I finally trashed it. I'm sorry, Dave, if you're listening. <laughs> you're not listening to this. Sorry. Um, but he 3D printed my bust. He 3D printed from my shoulders up my head. No that way. was my introduction to 3D printing. That's insane. So you know the gnome, the flip off gnome, Alex. I do. Yeah. That's from Cali Dave. <laughs> uh, you know the old pen poop cup. Yes. Yeah, I that do. was like from that. Cali Dave. <laughs> so Scott um, sounds amazing. Yeah, dude, that was my introduction, and he showed me his little printers. And at that point, they were archaic. Today, man, it's this shit's so fucking easy. Uh. You know, I just realized we didn't mention that we have Luke Rogers here on the show. Oh, what's oh, up, yeah. Luke Rogers? Good night. Pip, pip, cheerio. Hold on. But that's, I just felt bad that we hadn't introduced Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Yeah. And now you're, you're both wait, enjoying wait. the old fashioned. And we yeah. got good eye. bubble drinks. Good eye. Good eye. You sit no babies. Oh, How you oh. going? So good to night. just continue down the yeah, rabbit good. hole of 3D printing, do you have something that you've made that you're particularly proud of? Like your favorite piece so far? Man, so that that smoke canister is, is absolutely one I love. Yeah. Um, Aaron Aaron Dita came to me with uh, a metal plate and said, and and she uses these metal plates for hand cam mounts. She says, "I got this hand cam mount came with this metal plate, or I got this metal plate for hand cam mounts. Do you know anybody who can machine these?" And I'm like, I, "Maybe we can find somebody like 
friends with shitloads of people on Facebook who are Houstonian skydivers, like somebody's probably going to point me out to a CNC shop. Yeah. But I, I might be able to 3D print these fuckers. Um, so ended up 3D printing them uh, for her. It took me a little bit of design time. It took me a little bit of material um, um, exploration because I had to learn to use different materials. Uh, the easiest material to use PLA. It's just what well, it's a standard. It's easy. Yeah. Simple. Not every printer uses other materials. Different temperature uh, requirements. That chamber is part of why, uh, or or that filament is part of why I have that chamber. Uh, had to learn to use that different filament, and these things are pretty robust. So I ended up making Erin a shitload of plates. Oh, hey, that's um, awesome! And it's great because I, she's a homie, super homie. I charged her maybe a twentieth, uh, excuse me, a, a, a fifth of what I should have charged her. Yeah, a maybe. I mean, honestly, I probably could have charged her twenty times what I charged her per plate. But Aaron, I'm going to support every fucking bit of that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're buying a hand cam mount from Aaron, you pay that bitch full price. <laughs> Just because she got a discount from me, don't mean you help out at home. I helped her out with giving her a discount. You pay full price. I believe in shopping locally. I'm going to get on a fucking rant right now. Let's yeah, go. I'm going to drink, man. Yo, man, I want to buy from my friends. I'm going to buy from my homies. Homie, give me a hookup. Fuck you. You want to support me? Stop asking me for discounts. Yeah. I don't have that issue in my life. I really don't. It's not something that, that people ask me of often, if much at all. Um, in early in my business life, I kind of trained that out of my business curriculum. Um, I do. I'll hook up homies. I do give people discounts. Um, I do. I pay. I will cover somebody's course for free. But that's my personal fucking choice. It's not a business policy. It's me just saying I'm going to take care of a homie. Yeah. Um, we don't give any discounts. It's just a simple business statement. I don't have that issue. But I so regularly watch people shop. I'm going to shop local. I'm going to shop with my friend. I'm going to support my friend's business. Then pay every fucking dollar they charge. My buddy yeah. offers me a discount. I will say thank you, and I will tip him the amount that would have made it full retail price for him. <laughs> Straight up, man. That's pretty good tip. Dude, Ra- Raul, thank God. You know Raul. He was, he's mm-hmm. been on the show. Raul, um, he is my general contractor, and he understands my support of local business, and he charged me full price. Yeah. And I will promise you this. Hiring a good general contractor is not cheap. Mm. But, man, his kids, I know his daughter. His daughters, I've watched them grow up. I know yeah. they've been living a fair life. I know they've been given fair opportunities. I know they've been clothed well because I'm going to pay my friend a full fucking price. Makes a difference when you know them, doesn't it? it? it man, it Big does. difference when you know them, the families as well. Yeah. You know, it, it's massive. Yeah. Dude, I, uh, Grace Pizza and Shake Grazie, as you guys hear me talk about this joint all the time, I got a text message from the owner, you know, Adrian. Adrian, yeah. I got a text message from him, and he copied uh, the manager of Grace Pizzas and Shake on the text message. Yo, DJ, happy birthday. Come on in and have a, a pie on the house. It's on us. I go in a week later. Adam immediately takes care of me. They're super cool. I tip 100% to the server. He's tripping like out. Fucking, the server like, loves it, dude. The servers are also Noah's. But I'm like, yeah. dude, when I get hooked up, hook somebody else up, man. Yeah. Um, if somebody's tandem instructors tip you a $100 bill, sometimes you need it. Fucking spend it. Do whatever. If you're spending it on drugs, you don't need it. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but you don't need it. <laughs> yeah. But, man, if you don't need it, put it in your wallet, tuck it away, and one day you're going to find a server Drop that $100 bill to the next dude. Yeah. Drop that $100 bill to somebody who needs it. Guarantee, man. Like, my drinking life, I'm an alcoholic thanks to tips. <laughs> um, I tipped a server one day a $100 bill because I heard, overheard a, a problem he was having. I, he's been my server a couple times when I gave him that $100 bill. 
um, our relationship got even better. And yeah. like, he was our regular server. He eventually became the manager of the speakeasy. Eventually, I mean, there's a long yeah. story, sort of history with me and this fella. Man, dude, pass it on. Yeah. Pay your homies. Don't ask for discounts. Ask Best Buy for a fucking discount. Those <laughs> corporate fucks got tons of money. <laughs> yeah, they got heaps. Fucking Amazon. Yeah. Uh, so I forget what I was talking about uh, before we talking about, about the, the discount I was about to get from Luke on some wingsuit coaching. Let's yeah, go. <laughs> so what are you doing in town, cocksucker? Uh, well, besides the obvious. <laughs> Sucking uh, cock. So I'm yeah. touching some tips. Yeah. Touching <laughs> tip, tip toucher. Touch yeah. yeah, why not? No. Have a go. See if you like it. God, he's so good at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Luke is the judge of that. I mean, yeah. How's his Aussie? Give us, give us a line. Oh, man. Give us a line. Uh, just pay attention for the night. I haven't really practiced often, so if it's shit, just tell me. <laughs> that's actually really fucking dude, good. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, dude, I haven't practiced either. Every dude, that's time, really yeah, good. Okay, just let me tell you. Like, every time we're about to have an Australian person on the show, I realize I haven't practiced in forever. So on the way here in the car, I'm just like practicing, practicing, practicing. <laughs> Do you have a, like, a go-to so just, phrase? No, not really, man. Like you don't yeah, have like a trigger phrase. No, there used to be, but I can't remember what it was. Now it's okay. just like now just kind bloody of Sheila going down to the servo. Or, Give us some bloody chips, <laughs> eh? That works. Come on. Or like, uh, yeah, right. And just like anything yeah, right. like that. Yeah, right. or, uh, I heard one from you come? back in 2018 when you were first here. <laughs> Shit. Like some sea dogs in the esky. Yeah, <laughs> remember that. One? What does that mean? <laughs> a couple of sea dogs in the esky. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what that means, Alex? I do know what that means. What's but it mean? you like to explain? Yeah, no. What does that mean, Alex? A couple of like Coronas, right? In, yeah. a, in a cooler, like yeah, that, like what we would oh, call an esky, an Eskimo, an igloo yeah. cooler, yeah. yeah okay. So like say the whole phrase again. Sea dogs in the esky, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> was uh, that was kind of weird because that was a that was a very local slang to my area at the time. Okay. So not a lot of Australians will recognize that. So Fucking we Logan. we have slang within yeah. our own communities as well. So if we if we say our slang in Queensland and then have a crack at it in New South Wales, we'll probably get like, what, what the hell are you talking about, <laughs> mate? You got me with it because we had some Australian people there later. Yeah. And I didn't know <laughs> them, but I knew they were, they were Australian. And uh, I hit them with that one day and they looked at me like, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? That's, no, and this, this is exactly what happened. <laughs> like if we do that over in WA, in Western Australia, we well, just, you know, a couple of sea dogs in the esky. <laughs> yeah. They were like, you're tripping out, mate. Like, what are you on about? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe feel terrible. I'm like, oh man, my accent just isn't what <laughs> maybe, it's supposed to be because these maybe don't it was know just the I'm greatest stitch up of all time for me. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, dude. You got me. It was like a while. It was like six months plus. Yeah, I, I bet you you just made that up on the spot. The fuck with Alex years down the road, and we're still doing it. However many years later. <laughs> yeah. Um, where were we? Oh, why am I here? Um, so yeah, I've come back over to do the jump package again. Which is awesome. No shot. Yeah. You're doing the jump package. Yeah, doing the jump package. Fuck so yeah. last time I did it was in 2016. Um, and yeah, I'm back for the 23. Hold on. JPC. Holy shit, dude. That was a great year, 2016. 2016. Dude, how many? So was player part of that year? Yeah, of course he was. We had the okay. We had the A team. It was sick. Love all you guys. Jacko, you're absolutely one of my yeah. favorite human beings ever. Yeah. Groups. That is the best jump package year. Yeah, fuck the was, rest of every last we one. Were, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll say that because I, I I stay in contact with a lot of the Aussie crew, um, even the ones that went after us. We see them around our drop zones a bunch, and yeah, we tell them they sucked. <laughs> we had the best crew. We were the JPCs. We created that. I think jump package cunts. <sighs> Nick, what year was that of the jump package? Year one? Year I think that was year two. Year two? Uh, well, yeah, I, I could be wrong. <clears throat> it could have been, that could have been the first year. I want to think it's year well, two Well, put it this well. way. It cost us, what was it, nine and a half grand. So you'll be able to tell by the pricing. That was super cheap. 
What was it this year? Uh, Twelve and a half. Okay. Yeah, so it went what, up a little bit. What's the break? Well, so, so jump price has also gone up a little bit. Yeah, that's right. About thirty dollars now. Yeah. US. What's the break even point now? Does anybody know? <clears throat> oh, I don't even know that. Nick's about to. He's already on yeah, the calculator. I'd say 400, no, 500. 416 jumps. You'll smash that. Yeah. So it's still well worth it, man. Well worth it. Yeah, well, that's right. And not only that, it allows me to be able to train before competitions in an unlimited way. So I'm not having to um, budget or anything. It's already paid for. So I can just, you know, slam out as many training jumps as possible. I'm going to uh, sneak ahead and then we'll come back. Yeah. I'm going to sneak ahead to a selfish (coughs) motivation, man. Uh, Gravity Lab Project has not been doing XRW camps because our, our head guy for XRW DQ was down and out. Yeah. And he's back on the mend and he's back uh, ready to get back to some XRW just in time for uh, Squirrel Coach Luke Rogers <laughs> to live in town. Yeah. So Luke and I have been communicating through this entire process since yep. since basically you left Texas. Yeah, that's um, right. It's been really cool to communicate with you and to, to have the insight. Thank you for, for sharing. Yeah. Um, Luke is going to be working with DQ in some of our camps. Um, Luke is here with Squirrel. He is a Squirrel coach. So it, yeah. to me, it brings a whole nother level of prestige to our events because we have a Squirrel coach working with us. Yeah. Um, and I also think it brings a lot uh, of, of knowledge and skill set and, and uh, history. Yeah, that's so, right. We, uh, I mean, the biggest thing about being a Squirrel coach is that everyone is teaching the same um, you know, curriculum. So if you've done a first flight course with us recently, um, we all share the same first flight course curriculum. So we've got all the same slides, all the same uh, information, and we're all talking the same language, which is the biggest thing for me. Um, If you can communicate in the same way that you have from the start all the way through your career, you're going to know exactly what you're talking about. Um, And if someone's been training with you and or another squirrel coach, you can talk to that person and go, oh, where were you? What are you up to? What are you doing? And then because we've got the same sort of curriculum and the way we teach, we can just pick right up where they are from and speak the same language, um, teach the same techniques, obviously. And, yeah, I think that's where the prestige comes in, is that everyone communicates and it, the syllabus actually gets updated constantly. And we all have access. So it's a, it's a document that's always getting updated all the time. Called live curriculum. Yeah, live curriculum. <clears throat> if you know me at all, um, you know I'm a huge advocate for standardization. Yeah. Uh, we need to bring our own personalities. We need to bring our own touches. We need to bring our own quirks. We need to bring our own twists and spins. Absolutely. Yeah. But standardization, man, we need to have a core understanding. Intimacy brings better understanding. And when you're constantly second guessing verbiage, intimacy will always lack. And with proper ver- verbiage, uh, ben, 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 what's dipshit's last name? Nelson. Nelson. Ben Nelson <laughs> gave. He, all he had to say was say dipshit, and that yeah, was it. that was Sorry, it. I I love it. Yeah, Nelson, love you, brother. Ben Nelson uh, paid me a, a very large compliment one day. I'm very big on, on wordsmithing and crafting for courses, and he sat in through several basic canopy courses, sometimes sections, sometimes full things. He's like, man, it blows my mind because I've heard you say the exact same sentence five times now. And the first time, I only understood the foundation. The second time, I was like, man, that's a multi-layer statement. The third time, I'm like, dude, you're, it's, it's layered in onions. And being yeah. able to, to teach that standard curriculum, 
I can reveal the next layer of onion. If I have that standardization, if I have that familiarity with curriculum, familiarity with verbiage, yeah. familiarity, the intimacy, man. Now, when I go from, from uh, as Matt, uh, Matt's a, wink, is a squirrel coach. Yeah. Curtis, is that his last name? Yeah, Matt yeah. Curtis. Yeah. Uh, to you, um, it's, a, it's a demotion. It's a downgrade. <laughs> but you're going to use that same verbiage, and that extra layer is going to come off the onion, and that extra ounce of understanding, man, it's... That's I think right. it's a huge, huge deal. And the best thing about that is you may have the, you know, everyone's teaching the same core curriculum, but you're adding your own personality and your own teaching style on top of that. And I think camps and, um, like, training events, and that is really good to have multiple coaches that teach in a different way. And then you have one coach for a day. You then shuffle the groups around, as in you shuffle the coaches around. And the groups say, so groups really gelling together, you keep them together. Every, just imagine every group's gelling together and then they've got three days and three different coaches. Someone's going to learn something or something's going to click with a different coach and, and everyone's going to experience those different ways of coaching. Um, they're getting taught the same thing, just in a different way, different personality, different um, delivery, you know? Man, I want people at the lowest level to understand that. Something that I'm super proud of about this show is the number of brand new jumpers uh, who actually take into the show who are in AFF who or haven't even done AFF yet. Um, Joel, what's Joel's last name, man? I love the dude to death. Joel Brooks? Joel Brooks, fuck yeah. Uh, Joel listened to the show before he started doing his student program. So, man, it's to me a huge blessing that those jumpers listen to us. Yeah. Going through your program with the same instructor the entire way has absolute merit and has its strong points. And for some people, I think it's actually mandatory. I think for some people, they need it. And that's, yeah. to me, unfortunate because you immediately shook your head no. What yeah. you just said, that value of, man, I want to do two or three jumps in a row with Pedro. Yeah, then I want right. to do two or three jumps in a row with Fernando. Now I want to do two or three jumps in a row with um Alex, because he's an AFF instructor now. What's up, bro? How you Damn. doing? Just, just saying. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, he's not by the way. No, no, we'll, we'll forget a whole we'll course. There. No. <laughs> no, and quite honestly, at some point, I thought you would be an AFF instructor, but at this point, I don't see it happening anytime soon because you have a good thing going and, and a good focus going. I appreciate that. It's still on the list, very much so. Yeah. Like I, I want to help out in that way, but just juggling a couple of things. Man, but. you're 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 uh, juggling a lot, and you're managing it well. So. I appreciate it. So, man, but yeah, at the youngest level, man, start like for sure that re repeat, repeat repetition with instructors for a few jumps has validity to it. But man, going from instructor to instructor, you're going to a hear something that I I was a very good instructor. I feel very comfortable saying that, and I felt very good at adapting to every student and ensuring the best that I could knowledge happening. I was, I'm a very adaptable instructor. But then you're going to go to Hank, and no matter how much I adapt to you, Hank's going to just say it in a way that clicks. Yeah. And then you're going to go to, to Cody Swenson, who's going to say it in a way that just clicked for you. Every yeah. instructor can say it in a way that clicks for somebody. So yeah. take advantage of all those instructors. Yeah, that's right. All those coaches in Squirrel's case. <clears throat> yeah, well... <clears throat> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a bit foggy. Um, no, I mean, some people, it's so funny. Like, I was... I had to find... A way to coach one of my friends actually Tomic um, I I talk in a very technical way like I know how to explain um, exactly the configuration of your body and why and why it needs to be that way aerodynamically mm -hmm. but he's a monkey see monkey do person 
I need to go in the sky and I need to perform the maneuver so he can see it. And then the next jump, this jerk bag just just nails it. It's so frustrating. So, yeah, he's definitely a monkey see, monkey do. And as a person that uh, learns that way, he can teach that way too very well. Um, he, he teaches monkey see, monkey yeah, do? Yeah, he can. He wow. can. Yeah. So he's just like, he can sort of, uh, yeah, he can word how his mind goes about visualizing and seeing things, and he can convey that very well, whereas I can't. I feel like anybody who gets really good at listening in any particular form, listening can be done with your ears, with your eyes, communication, receiving information, yeah. uh, can typically become very good at that form of external or, or, or pretty yeah. output communication. Yeah. Um, which is really why I've, uh, it's, I focused really hard in the last several years of my life on how to learn, learn to take in information better and in different forms and yeah. like, Hey, how does this teacher teach? Let me learn their way. Like, let, let, let me not get them adapt to me. Cause some of them just won't, yeah. some of them will, but let me like try to mold into the way they're doing it because I'll learn how to teach to that style better. That's, That's exactly the, right, man. It's fucking huge challenge because there's things it i'm is. doing in a learning environment that frustrate me i'm like man this is bad learning <laughs> and that's why i think events like this is so important we just finished up a big wingsuit camp in australia recently with uh amber and espen uh fatness um yeah and arvin endler came over from the tunnel as well he's a very uh very good wingsuiter and we also had a couple of like arvin yeah 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 so yeah. we had a couple of gangsters in there and just watching everyone's teaching styles and watching how people debrief. I was learning, I think, just as much as the students, if not more, about coaching. And, yeah, just learning how to shuffle people around a bit more and make jumps a little bit more successful so the success rate goes up and then people get stoked and then all of a sudden they're not really finding that much pressure in the jumps anymore because they're having fun. Um, and then just adding things in slowly and just before they know it they're doing very technical things but it's it just came about in a way that they weren't having to overthink it it was just progressively happening it's so annoying to hear you talk about that because i'm the one that overthinks it and i'm the one that doesn't have fun and i'm the one that struggles because of both of those things yeah and like I know when I hear you say it, it's like I know logically of like, man, you just got to relax and breathe. You just yeah. got to relax, breathe, enjoy it, and, and keep your ears and mind open, and it works. Yeah. And I'm so bad at that. So one thing I did sort of excuse me learn. That hat. Thank you. Dude, this hat is so great. What? L and, L and B. There's Brown a story behind that, too. What, behind the hat? Yeah. I was just, in the USA now. Uh, yes, we are. Fucking A, brother. Yeah. Go on to your story. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, to coax people into head-down carving in a wingsuit seems pretty hard. Um, but the way to do it is to tell the person to look into my eyes and just follow. And I'll get them to backfly, and I'll go over the top, and I'll just take them into a turn and then just kick on steeper and steeper and steeper and then all of a sudden they're head down carving right and then all i need to do is flip under my back and it's like uh, <laughs> we're here and i wouldn't tell them we're going for a head down carve jump i'd just say just follow my lead we're just going down the toilet bowl a bit and then all of a sudden they're head down carving with me and they're just like losing their shit and then they have to deploy because the jump goes super quick <laughs> God, that sounds so scary just the power <clears throat> that's in a wingsuit when someone's moving that fast yeah, but the thing is, if they're not thinking about it, 
and if they're not thinking about the turns, they're just naturally doing them. Mm-hmm. They're looking in your face, which squares their shoulders to you, which in turn sort of makes them and forces them, as long as you're not getting ahead of them so or behind them. I am a person who struggles on my head, and Nick has actually witnessed this. I will quickly bell to a sit. And commonly, prematurely, I could probably try to fly through it and learn a little bit more from it. But, you know, that get in your head, get fucked. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, but when I first was getting on my head, I had a friend do a similar jump. And it wasn't what you said. But in the end, it was, we're going to keep eye contact. We're going to stay locked, stay focused with me, and just go where we go. And at some point in the middle of the jump, he pointed at me and tapped on my head and said, you're on your head. Yeah. And watching the video back, I'd been for like five, ten <laughs> yeah. seconds. It had been a while. And as soon as he pointed it out, <laughs> boom! You thought about it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like that you whole, can't think. just follow me, man. It, it's If there is, I think it's a horrible uh, uh, technique to use to teach somebody who doesn't have a skill set available. That's right. So if you're hearing this and you're just going to tell your homie who doesn't know how to do, <laughs> how to fly to do yeah. this shit, get fucked. Yeah. There should have been a clause That's there. a great cat. There should have been yeah. a clause there. The Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this guy. <laughs> great movie series. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, listen to this episode of fucking Gravity Lab, dude. Just look in my eyes. They told me all I have to do is not think about anything. (laughs) And look look into your eyes. (laughs) We're doing it. Oh my god! Oh my god! You know I've used that line in other things. Just look into my eyes. Yeah. We're doing it. Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. All of a sudden, we'll have you on your back, and we'll be having a great time. Yeah. Just give her a bit of a wink. We're doing it. We're doing it. Actually, I'm done. <laughs> We've been here for five minutes already. Hey, we were doing it, but now it's just you. I'm done doing it. I finished doing it. <laughs> By the way, here's a pill. <laughs> All right. Sorry, we got off into the weeds. Don't worry about that little gummy worm. He's uh, he's done. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. How do we get back to skydiving from this? I don't easy. know, but that's why I do the show. Easy, <laughs> easy. Like, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I got this rad visa that it's allowing me to do this. So I could be hanging around till twenty twenty six. Which would be awesome. Yeah, so that's one of the cool parts is is you're not just here for the jump package. You're allowed to be here till 2026. Yeah. So you're you're a uh, semi permanent resident of the U.S. for the time being. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I think you're looking for the opportunity to continue your time in the U.S. You would enjoy and prefer to make this your base of operation through that time frame. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think. The best thing that's going to come out of it is um, the <clears throat> progression in my own flying, but also I'm able to go back to Australia because I still want to compete for Australia. So I need to go back, compete for nationals Thank there. God, because it'd be miserable <clears throat> to have you year round. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, it's in December, so you wouldn't even notice me anyway. Too many clouds, <clears throat> too much rain. I wouldn't be flying. But yeah, so I want to go back to Australia and do camps and coaching and stuff like that while I'm back there giving back to that community what I learn here and then shoot back over and learn again. You're so. an amazing individual, man. <clears throat> yeah. I uh, I remember when you showed up for the jump package, you were actually, from observation, <clears throat> the most lost of that crew. Yeah. Um, Ch- Chantel didn't necessarily have a grand direction, but she had a known direction. She, she was more casual with her approach. 
she took a path that I think she that, that, that evolved. Yeah. But she was open to that direction. I, I think uh, of everybody, you were the, the most lost, and <laughs> you came out the most focused. Yeah. Man, I can't take away from Royce. Royce is fucking a a just demon. absolute, yeah, demon, man. The yeah. guy's a fucking god. He's yeah. unbelievable. Um, you know, Sai himself came in with a higher skill set and left with a higher skill set. And is a great fellow yeah. and a great fight. But you are the most laser focused of the bunch. Yeah, there was a, there was a moment in there that uh, Stevie Jr. came to me and he was, he, I think he's seen the same thing yeah. that you're saying. It was quite funny because he came to me and he was like, hey, dude. And this was maybe three, four months into the package. He just said to me, he's like, hey, dude, um, don't waste this thing. This is a really good opportunity for you. If you set some goals, if you want to achieve something in life, uh, in this skydiving world, like set some goals, really focus in on it. And this is a perfect opportunity that you can use to train and become as professional as possible and just move forward. Just don't waste this opportunity because it's not many people get to experience what you're experiencing. And it's, and it's true. And, like, from that sort of point onwards, that's when I really started to focus in on my training for wingsuiting because I was free-flying a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, reason being, I wanted to learn how to fly my body for wingsuiting, but I kind of got caught up in the free-fly thing because it's fun. You were also interested in two-way dynamic uh, or acrobatic yeah, uh, wingsuiting. Right. Yeah, and I totally lost interest in that once I started doing the performance flying. Um, just cranking those, the most high-performance suits out just cranking them head down and just playing with them and just maxing them out. It just It's a feeling it's pretty hard to explain. Like Watching you land from every single loading, not being able to, to, to slow yourself down to get to your fly site data. And <laughs> so many people today, uh, and still not a large number, but so many people today look at the fly site data, but very few look at it the way you do and analyze it the way you do. And I say very few. I'm talking single-digit percentage people. Yeah. Um, top one percenters, man. And if you are coming to a jump package anywhere in the world where you can max out the number of jumps, take Steven's advice, make the most of it. You can do whatever you want. And you came in lost and you turned around and in the last Australian Nationals, you placed what? No, I got first again. Yeah, yeah. yeah first it'd been again. A while. Yeah, it'd been a while. Yeah. You, you'd stepped away from first, but you're commonly second. Yeah. So silver and gold. And wait a minute. At the last world meet, <laughs> did you set a world record? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I set a world record and yeah. got a couple of medals there. That was absolutely awesome. What was the record for? Uh, it was a... Distance? Was it? No, it was a time record. Time. Yeah, but it ended up getting beaten at the end anyway by Alexi because he's super... He's human. also a god. Yeah. Yeah, man, it was so amazing to watch uh, uh, world, world meet world, uh, world me at the uh, awards they're like, okay, cool, uh, here's Luke Rogers, he's in silver for such and such, and they show, if it's swooping, the run, and they show the run from a few different angles, and they show a couple yeah. more of your runs, they just show some highlight. If it's FS, they show you, like, you crank on points, they show your fastest round, they show whatever. It was actually pretty good. Dude, it was super it was awesome. dope, the war yeah. ceremony. And for wingsuit, you can't really show video of wingsuiters, so they show mm. their performance logs, which is a GPS track over the earth. And you saw them, and we were regularly like, wow, wow, wow. And Luke's yeah. came up, and everybody was like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> yeah. It was like white dick, white dick, white dick, a long <laughs> dong, man. Yeah, that was, was my first distance run. It was, yeah. uh, I think I beat everyone. It was over 300 meters. He started in California. Least. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Was uh, I saw everyone was flying slow, 
and I was like, oh, all right, I better not tell anyone about this. And then so, yeah, I just went out for that first run and just smoked them as much as I could, just milked that run as much as I could. And then the downside to that is you have access to everyone's data um, afterwards. So after that run, that data goes live. People analyzed my track. Um, and they repeated. And then repeated, did. yeah. So that's why you see my gap closing, that gap closing throughout the comp because everyone's doing it. Everyone's going, all right, they're learning during Worlds. They're like, all right, this person didn't show us this track during training because it's secret. And then they're putting it all on the line at Worlds and it's like, holy crap, let's learn some real things here. The highest level it's of crazy. learning for competitors happens at Worlds. Watching the speed guys learn from Marco. You didn't stick around for speed, did you? Uh, no. No. No, we well, left. You know Marco Hepp, the, the German guy? Yeah, he was actually at Australian he, Nationals. Yeah, he just, yeah, he yeah. did a speed camp there. Yeah. Dude, fucking legend, amazing. man. He worked with uh, Natasha, Tosh yep. uh, Dinkle. Yeah. Um, female world record holder, Australian <laughs> national champ. Yeah. I mean, she's a fucking badass. Yeah. Uh, is it Taihi that's also a wingsuiter speed guy? Yeah, Taihi. And then what's the other dude's name that I can't think of? Uh, he's he's the Australian national champ uh, in speed. Oh, uh, that was Shane Turner. Turner, Turner Burner. Yeah, Turner Burner. Dude, what a bunch of fucking legends, man. Yeah. Yeah. Aussies did really well this year at Worlds. It was crazy. Dude, the Aussies fucking showed yeah. up, man, the, for sure. Wingsuiting. You guys took team medal? Yeah, we took second from the U.S. Well, no, the U.S. beat us, but... Yeah, that's the closest. We got bronzy the year before, I think. Yeah. And what so, comes yeah. to wingsuiting, respectfully said, Aussies got it down. Yeah. But competitively, the U.S. is a dominant force. Oh, definitely. 100%. So to take second is, and really, the Aussies are the second dominant force right now. In the wingsuit Yeah, that's community. right. Uh, I mean, there's a gap now. Yeah. <laughs> there's a gap now. Um, yeah. So... But, dude, man, the wingsuit community has lost a few people recently. Yeah, that's right. Uh, some really big hitters have, you know, sort of gone in. And, yeah, it's, it kind of sucks. But, man, if you're a wingsuit performance athlete and you combine that with base jumping, you can do a lot of beautiful lines and you've got that understanding that not a lot of wingsuit base jumpers have. But at the same time, it's always a double-edged sword, right? Like, you because you can access these different areas that no one has and you can access performance no one really can you understand what you can do but if you start pushing in those realms you're already you're deeper yeah you're deeper than what most people can actually access is their 100 percent. you're running at people's 110 120 percent and that's just a tuesday for you and when shit goes wrong 120 percent, it goes wrong wrong yeah well that's right um and, yeah, it's one of those things with great power comes great responsibility, right? Oh. And people just keep pushing the envelope because maybe that's what they want to do. It's their goals. Like, you can chat to people. You can suggest, hey, you might be pushing a little hard this season. Why don't you kind of chill out, relax? But it, at the end of the day, it's up to them. Yeah, Burnsy is, is the first name that we're mentioning and yeah. thinking of when we say this. And I guarantee you, I never had the honor of meeting Chris. I've communicated with him through email. Yeah, he's a funny um, character. Dude, he seemed great communicating with. Very lighthearted, very good, but also yeah. very professional. And he, he did a really good job of balancing uh, lighthearted with professional. And I yeah. think that's actually challenging for most people. It is. Um, you actually do a good job of it as well. I do. Yeah, I, you do, man. I find communicating really hard. Because yeah. I, I can never it, convey the information or the way that I want to communicate something. I can't get it as clear as I'd like. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I just find it really tough. I think it's maybe because uh, for me and you, because we were friends well before I ran your sponsorship. Yeah. So, um, but but Bernsey for sure, he was one of the guys who would preach what we're preaching right now. He's one of the guys who would say what we're saying right now, and he yeah. would be one of the first guys to warn you. He's coached several of my friends in wingsuiting. Larry Hack is yeah. a great example. And Larry shared, even before Chris's passing, stories of how Bernsey w- w- would guide him, lead him. The, the yeah. warnings, and like I even remember Larry telling me stories of backing down or backing off something, and Chris was one of the influences, not necessarily directly, but through his, his, his time with Chris to, to, yeah. to, to get through this man. And, and even today, I've said this before on the show, if I ever pass away skydiving, question everything I said and everything I did, and learn from it, and guarantee these folks that we're talking about, uh, you just mentioned Espen a little bit ago, and that, yeah. that was... Man, it's a, again very recent. Man, these people should; these people will will uh, all I think support. Question how we pass away and learn from it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we honor our friends, man. If if you don't question how I died, if I died skydiving, you're dishonoring me. Yeah, that's how I feel, and I firmly believe most of my friends feel the same way. And and we're not taking it personally. You're dishonoring, and I really don't think you're dishonoring me. You're dishonoring the community. Yeah, man, question it, please. Yeah, please. And I just think like. Don't let me die skydiving, Nick. <laughs> Man, don't make me fill out that into the report. <laughs> I just think, um, you know, it's really sad that there's, obviously, if you're not aware, there's a base fatality list, and it lists, okay, these are the environmental conditions, how many jumps, the person. It gives you a brief bio of who they are um, so you can understand their decision-making processes, I guess, um, and also uh, the winds and all that sort of stuff, but they also show how they died. Well, they, they tell the story of how, what are the main causes, etc. One of the most uh, things that, you know, I get a little bit frustrated in is seeing the same thing come up over and over. Um, you know, incidents repeating themselves. Um, oh, that's not going to be me. I guess that kind of attitude comes in and, you know, like this flying slow business to get lift, that only works until you stall, you know, and... In a wingsuit, you got to fly fast to get lift, and you got to think like the faster you fly, you've got this energy bar. So you start off, you jump off the cliff, you gain as much speed as you can. So you got this big energy bar, and at the end, you want to have a little bit left so that you can sort of flare and deploy. But you always want it at the higher end as much as possible. Um, so you want your energy to be high. If you know, oh you crap, this ain't super. this ain't this ain't working out. I need to take my emergency exit line. Boom. You've got all the power, all that speed, all that lift. Um, and, yeah, that's one of the things that just keeps popping up. Just energy management. As a gamer, gaming nerd, I totally appreciate it. Like, that, that was such the best analogy for me. That yeah. really ma- that made a lot of sense, man. Man, it's uh, I hate getting on those dark topics. So yeah. Oh, speaking of dark topics, man. <laughs> uh, June first, the election for national director and a vacant eastern regional director for USPA is open. And if you're going to vote for it, fuck the popularity contest. Fuck who you like. Yeah. Find out there's ten candidates for national director, and I'm about to phone call one of them and have a very personal conversation with one of them because I have concerns about them running. And yep. if they understand and agree with my concerns about them running, um, then I'm going to vote for them. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, a, it's about awareness of, of your weaknesses and your problems. And for this friend yeah. and this person, um, I'm worried about their emotional well-being 
if they sit on the board because it can yeah. be a fucking emotional train wreck if you let it be. It can become very personal if you let it be. Yeah. If you uh, when you vote for these elections, look at each candidate and find out what they who they are and what they stand for. But most importantly, how well they can work with others. And I know this is something people hate hearing, but how well they can uh, uh, um, um, concede. What, what is the word I'm thinking about? Uh, bring standards together. Oh, I thought you were going to say compromise. Compr- it's exactly okay. the word. Compromise, <laughs> they, man. Yeah. They, they, how well they can compromise because to get – the job done you have to meet in the middle there is a happy ground and i you know al gore is fucking beating down of environmental damage and global warming i appreciate but i don't agree to the degree and severity he preaches i do appreciate the severity he preaches because the opposite severity exists and you need the opposite severity to negate each other um i believe there's an in-between and uh there are candidates out there running for national and regional director for this next June election, who I think um, um, are very popular, who I think you will think very well of, and I think have phenomenal agendas, and I think are fucking shitty compromisers. They will <laughs> fucking die on their sword. Yeah. And dying on your sword has some merit, but it is not a functional uh, a lifestyle working on a board of directors, yeah. working on a governing body. That is not a functional lifestyle. So, uh, speaking of dark matters, vote for your national director. Vote for this replacement. But, man, if you're going to die on your sword, A, A, change your stance, and B, don't vote for somebody who's going to do so. Look into these candidates. No matter how well you know them, find out about that fucking die on their sword uh, 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 shit. It's just annoying. (laughs) Um, What else? Where were we at? I, I kind of forgot that that election was happening. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's easy for me to forget how big the rest of the skydiving world is, and that all that stuff is out there. Yeah. Is there uh, anyone whose name you'd be willing to share? As far as absolutely people? not. Okay, great. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> um, I've been approached by several candidates to support them, um, and I'll be completely transparent on this show. I'm the sponsorship director for several of them. I run sponsorship yeah. for them. So one of them can say, hey, DJ, will, will you support me? One of them, uh, several of them have said, will LB support me for national director? I'm like, absolutely not. Nah. Because we sponsor several of you. Um, I do believe in your cause. I think you're a good candidate, but we will not. And because of my position with LMB, I won't also make a verbal announcement. Yeah, that, that, that seems like kind of an unfair ask to ask an organization of any sort to, mm. to back. That's like tele- Teledag and Knots, I guess. I just yeah. got a list of sponsors I mean, all over <laughs> Quite Jersey. frankly, I think it is a bit bold <laughs> and audacious to ask yeah. your sponsors to do so. Um, but the people who've done it, I know, aren't those bold, audacious people and just didn't think that process through very well. Mm. And every single one of them have kindly accepted that, hey, that's a conflict of interest for us. Yeah. We sponsor other candidates, and we are going to stay out of this fight. Yeah. Um, and every single one of them is like, oh, my God, I didn't think of that. That's so cool. I get it. Thank yeah. you for being understanding. So uh, I think it's audacious for them to ask, but I get the naivety of it if I said that word right. Just make one up. That's what we do. As Australians, we just make words up. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Couple of sea dogs. Yeah. yeah a couple of sea dogs <laughs> in the asking. <laughs> yeah. 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 There are no sea dogs. <laughs> Yeah. I the, think there's an Esky. Uh, <laughs> well, at least it was like half true. Yeah, the, <laughs> do you have some favorite Aussie slang? Like, uh, I, I like the Sheilas. Yeah, I like some, the Sheilas. Some frothies. Getting some fluff. 
from some, the Sheilas. Some fl- fluff. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. means like getting some action, get yeah, some fluff, yeah. some fluff. That's what they call it, a bit of fluff. Ah, get that bit of fluff. If there's some fluff, they probably need to shave. Just yeah, so well, we trim. Yeah. I don't need no fluff. Yeah, I, I'm not into the fluff, but it's like that's just the saying that they have. Uh, I don't know. They've. The bush. Yeah, there's just things like we're not here to fuck spiders and things like that. Just weird things. What does that mean? It just means we're not here to screw around. We're not here to mess about. We're here to achieve a task. Mess about. I'm yeah. not here to fuck spiders. Yeah, we're not here because apparently, like, fucking spiders is a bit like B-roll. You just, oh, <laughs> let's just fuck a bit of spiders first and then we'll get to the task. I have no idea what any of that means, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Me neither, but I'm super into it, man. I'm taking so many notes mentally. I'm not, <laughs> we're not here I to can't, fuck. I can't tell so if this like, is, that's also not a saying. I'm just setting you up again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Can you imagine that? He just says to this nice couple, We're not here to fax borders. <laughs> Give us a bit of fluff, darling. <laughs> Could you? This dude needs help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, knee high to a grasshopper means you're short. I feel like I've heard that well, one. Yeah, that's an American me, slang as well. Me and you oh, both. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Man, um, something you did mention uh, that, that I'm pretty actually excited about is OB Altimeters has opened a U.S. office. Yeah, that's pretty big news. It is, it is huge. So the U.S. market is the largest market for LB Altimeters. Just, it is a large skydiving market. Yeah. Um, for many years, LB Altimeters wanted to open a U.S. Uh, branch, a U.S. office, and the opportunity has not been ripe or right. Yeah. Um, um, something that's just a little back history for me, uh, LMB has tried to get me to work for them for many years. Yeah. And for many years, I turned it down, and I eventually accepted. And in that acceptance, at some point, I told one of the owners, years ago, you asked me to do all this shit, and I said no, and you slowly like asked me to do one thing at a time till you got me to do all this shit. Just, cool, you're paying attention. That's, I mean, literally the conversation. No, awesome. I'm like, oh, yeah. No, I realize you got what you wanted. You just realize you needed a smarter strategy to approach. He goes, yep, yeah. that's exactly what just we Just make did. it feel yeah. like that you came up with that decision. Like, yeah. yeah, I better do this. No, no, I never came up with a decision. They kept asking me. They, 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 it was their decisions all the way. Um, but uh, we were very blessed to uh, now open a U.S. office. Uh, so good. SSK has been an absolutely great vendor for LMB. Uh, for a U.S., and this is a worldwide problem, but, but U.S. being our largest market, we have to take care of it first. Yeah. Um, for somebody in the U.S. to send their device to Europe to get repaired, the cost of shipping there is pretty high. Yeah. In Denmark, we have to pay import taxes on all this bullshit you send us for repair. Yeah, that's You're insane. sending us a device that you've paid for for repair. We'll send it back to you. Warranty repair. There's no money exchanging fucking hands, and we have to pay import taxes on this yeah, bullshit. Like that. So having a service center in the U.S. avoids those import taxes. Fortunately, it's much more financially sustainable for us, which also means it's financially sustainable for our customer base. Yeah. Um, SSK uh, took on that burden and was our U.S. service center and did a phenomenal job. They've been wonderful. Um, we really uh, hated parting companies with them because they've been such a great relationship for us. Yeah. But with my uh, involvement with LMB and now Ivy's involvement with LMB, we were able to uh, open LBUS. We have a lot of other plans going on behind the scenes with LBUS. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but one of the first pr- uh, big actions was bringing service back in-house, um, as good as SSK did. Uh, um, 
just doing service in-house makes more sense for us as a company, makes more sense for us as communicators. It makes more sense for us to directly support our customers. Yeah. And we firmly believe our customers like that it's directly supported by us. No, that's right. Um, I will be uh, a little um, – no. Uh, I was going to be a little transparent with some of it, but some of the things I have to, I have to, to digest what's business and what's not. Yeah. Don't make me yeah. s- have you sign an NDA right now. <laughs> <laughs> you signed one, haven't you, motherfucker? <laughs> um, so we we uh, we have a lot going on behind the scenes with LMB US, and yep. just this week we officially announced the opening of LB US. Um, I've been operating since 2020 for LB here. Uh, we've had a location since um, January of this year, um, but we officially announced our office opening. That's awesome. This week, that's so. awesome. Yeah, I was straight onto that post as soon as you posted. I was like, giggity giggity goo. Man, <laughs> I uh, we've worked very hard. Um, I, I'm super proud of it, and my proudest moment of it, my proudest part of it, is. I employ my friends. Yeah. Uh, as a job, you you know this. Um, Ivy has a full time job, and, and and thank you, Scott I Spaceland, for understanding. <laughs> Ivy was the lead packer. Yeah. She helped quit making friends at the drop zone. Yeah. <laughs> she she helped. Uh, she she did help make sure her replacement was in place. She did help make sure there was a lead packer in place. Given it was an automatic shoe in uh, of a replacement. Yeah. Um, we we communicated the best, but Ivy has a much better job than she used to have. Yeah. Um, with 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 uh, normal business hours, so dude, she's gone to the zoo on a Saturday, and she's like, "That's so fucking cool, man." Yeah. So to to give her that, the zoo was crowded on a Saturday. Yeah. Um, you know when the zoo was good on a Tuesday? Dude, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <I've been laughs> Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah. Hundred percent it is. Um, uh, 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 Nick actually was part of the process, so Nick actually helped manage social media for LMB. And actually handed off the social media management to DQ. And so we've been able to That's employ awesome. DQ in part. So DQ doesn't make a full-time living from, from uh, our content management, but he does make a Man, decent sum every, of money. Every little bit counts, yeah. especially if you're working at a drop zone. You know, you still need a job when the weather's not cranking. You're not jumping. You know, yeah. that, that little bit of extra... You know, sauce on top makes a big difference, right? And it's a fair chunk of change every yeah. month. I'm not, I'm not going to divulge any information, but I think Nick would agree. It's a fair chunk of change. It's the same numbers. Yeah, it uh, pays some bills for sure. Yeah. yeah. I say same numbers because he got paid the same and he gave up all of it, um, in yeah. part because he'd done his fair share and he's a busy motherfucker. Yeah. And in part, DQ actually needed a job at the time and he's great with social media. So That's it, right. it worked out. It he's worked a out funny dude. Handy. He's a funny dude. Dude, I like it because DQ has a personality on social media that professionally I will not support. <laughs> um, but professionally, he does a phenomenal job. Yeah. So DQ has this fucking like split personality. He's schizophrenic on social media. Yeah. He has very fun. Like he does a really good job with fun posts for LMB. The way he words things, the way he does things. Some are super short and, and brief in statement, but they hit. Yeah. Some are a little bit longer, but he does a good job. You, you touched on this with Neil a little bit, that it's so much easier to kind of have fun and represent a brand yeah. than it is to do that with yourself. Yeah. And then with him, yeah. he posts p- photo, videos of his dog shitting. Uh, like, <laughs> Honestly, you should see the stuff that he sends me in DMs. Oh, my God. it's He's yeah. brilliant, dude. He, yeah, the, he gets my personality, that's for sure. But I totally relate because... Like, I've been doing the same thing with Squirrel at the moment, so I'm running their socials as well. And um, That's why it sucks. Yeah, well, the, the funny thing is I'm just starting to get used to what they like, and it's kind of my kind of weird 
personality as well. So I sent through a few uh, this coming week. Oh, this week just passed. And then because I have to go, you know, I send them through to get just, you know, looked at and make sure that it's what the company wants to send. And then I just get this message back. These are fucking awesome. And it's just like a good feeling that we're on the same sort of page. I can joke around a bit and have fun. But with my personal account, I'm not like that. So I get exactly what you're saying. Dude, it's brilliant. It's weird. You have outlets for both energies. Yeah. I, I manage, so I call them content managers, what DQ does, because that's what he does is, is yeah. manage daily content. Um, I have two different content managers that I oversee, and then I consult for a couple other different content managers. Yeah. And for all of them, I've been a huge advocator, and, and Nick was the first one I ever dealt with. I'm like, do what you do. Yeah. And part of it is is I, I can't mold you into being something different as easily as I can mold who you are naturally. Yeah. So I just let them go ham, and thank God. DQ, I gave him some basic direction in the beginning, and I ain't got to fucking do shit with that kid. Yeah. I, so the, good. I do have to do, Nick recognizes this, uh, new content for Luke Rogers, please share this week. Yeah. Um, anytime we get new content from an athlete from LMB, yeah. Nick knows. Or in, in this case, DQ knows, because it's like pulling teeth to get content from sponsored athletes. By the yeah. way, you're a fucking sponsored jumper, or you want to be a sponsored jumper, Send your sponsors fucking photos. Yeah, photos, video. Um, what I can suggest as well is having them in a couple of formats. Like say you're sending like a video, have them in like um, portrait, um, you know, just for your Instagram like reels and stories and have it, have some landscape so they can use it for Facebook or yeah. something like that. Like just doing but, that and having that high quality makes the biggest difference because we're not, and just say who's in the photo, just, you know. Label the files yeah. with a photographer's credit. Yep. Um, if you want it. So, man, here's the easiest fucking cheapest move as a sponsored athlete. If you don't do this, it's, it, this is fucking stupid. Mm. Put your GoPro on, on photo mode where it takes nonstop photos and free fall. Yeah. Do that one jump a weekend. Yeah. One jump a weekend, do that. Go through those jumps, pull three photos. Yeah. From that burst. Guarantee you can find three photos. Yeah. Some of them might be hilariously fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah. And that's what makes them great. Some yeah. of them might be epic sunsets. Yeah. Man, do that once a weekend. Yeah. Dude, the amount of content you can provide your 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 uh, uh, sponsors is unbelievable. Exactly right. And straight up, I'll be honest with you. I have people who send me shit, trash yeah. content that I don't want and won't use. Yeah. Um, and I thank them every single time and I share them to stories or I share them yeah. to other places um, because I, I mean, they're doing their job. Yeah. I, uh, you can send me shit content and it means the world to me yeah. because you're actually fucking you're trying. trying. Exactly, you're man. You're trying and it's like, man, this guy's, you know, you can direct them a little bit. You can go, hey, let's try, um, you know, it, what GoPro are you using and just recommend settings and stuff like that. Yeah, man. Even that's simple and it helps them out too. And then there's you and you and Cowie, the, the I, maybe Evan. I yeah. he, that motherfucker sends us nonstop fucking brilliant top level content. Yeah. If you look at LB content, you see his photos a lot. It's because he doesn't stop sending us yeah. shit. Tim Parent uh, is what's Tim Parent? Do you remember his 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 Qu- Instagram? Koala in the sky. Yeah, man, Koala yeah. in the sky. Man, look at you go. You still remember this <laughs> shit? Yeah, that was 
Yeah. Every yeah. every day for a bit. I don't remember. I think oh it was at God. least two years. Yeah. I think it's about two years I, every day. I, yeah. Posted, yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, uh, Tim Parent, fucking brilliant guy, man. Yeah. Uh, Augusto Bartel, fucking won't stop sending me shit. Elliot Burt won't Elliot stop Bird, sending me shit. Totally. Yeah. Fucking genius. That happens with every sponsor, like it's Squirrel. Luke like, Rogers doesn't send me shit, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, <laughs> Luke, yeah. never heard exactly. of her. Exactly. Man, I. Who's the <laughs> Sheila? Yeah. Who's the Sheila? He's, he's, been, he's in that bush again, I tell you. <laughs> Get out of that and man, start even, sending your sponsors. I like when you thicken up that accent, man. That's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's one of those things. Like, this jump package is certainly going to help me because I'm going to be able to produce as much content as possible. You know, this is a really good opportunity for me. But, you know, being the being the social media guy for Squirrel now, there are people that just send gold. Yeah. And it's like, holy crap, like, without these Dude, Fly Like people, Brick was one of them. Yeah. Dude, Amber yeah. still supplies. Amber yeah. still... To keep space with us, man. Yeah. Dude, fuck, man. It, it's there. There's some gold mines out there. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's brilliant. Mm. I, uh, man, we have a lot of really gold photos too. I don't know how much you've looked through the photos over the years. Man, I don't think I've looked much since uh, that handoff happened. But, <laughs> but man, before that, there's there's great stuff. I mean, you, and you're dropping all the names of the people that, that provide really amazing content. Yeah. Man, I have some of the most beautiful photos from the Maldives boogies. I have yeah, some no of the doubt. most beautiful photos from over the Palm uh, in Dubai. I have some of the most amazing sunset photos you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. Uh, I have, like, uh, God bless every single one of you sponsor athletes who send me this gold because I will sometimes scroll through it for eye candy. Yeah. With the new LB US office, we're decorating our office. Oh, that's sick. And we're putting four or five photos up uh, from sponsored athletes. That's so good. We're printing them like 16 by 20 metallic prints, so they're like super poppy. No way. So right now we're collecting photos of. That's uh, going to look gangster on the wall. It's going to look fucking dope, dude. Yeah. It's going to look really good. So I'm super excited. Oh, uh, speaking of which, what time are you picking him up tomorrow? I will forget to talk about this. <laughs> Whatever. I can be here. <laughs> well, what's the latest you're willing to go in? Um, Whoa! Yeah, I, I don't know. There's really no time uh, time constraint. I might have to be at the drop zone at a certain time just due to tandems and stuff. If you're there by nine, are you going to be safe? Boss. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah. here's what I'm asking: Can you fit a 61 inch by 24 inch box in your and it's only like two inches deep in your van? Uh, in the van, most likely. Are we you might Take Katie's car too, just if we're all working uh, and driving. She should be able to fit that in there because uh, I need KVL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, fucking legend, man. Yeah. That young lady is is fucking a uh, rock star. She she is uh, one of the most unique human beings I know. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, man. Alex would probably preach to this though. <laughs> I think he's a bit biased. Alex, <laughs> Alex is like you're the choir preaching to the preacher. Yeah, right now. I agree. Yeah, it's so yeah. funny. Like all the jump package guys are like, "Did you see KVL? Did you meet KVL?" And I was like, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> and I just had the yeah. maddest crush on KVL. Yeah. Like, so Katie is, first of all, physically just absolutely an attractive young lady. Uh, she's not young anymore. Middle-aged lady. Ooh, oh, damn. That's kind of... Man, that kind of turns me... Anyway. And she is absolutely <laughs> physically extremely attractive, but personally, she awesome. fucking destroys her track. Like, yeah. Like, she's a dog physically compared to her personality. <laughs> she <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. Love uh, Katie. You can, you can, you can <laughs> scrap that bit. <laughs> just cut that last bit. And we're out. I yeah. just ended the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're done. I'm just kidding. But, no, but that's how fucking top-level of a human 
human being she yeah, is. Yeah, she's right. Her and her bestie, Ivy, those two young ladies really are unique human yeah. beings. And fuck you, Ivy, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I think I fire Ivy once a week. I really, I don't. It's, it's, I only <laughs> tell her she's fired when it's silly. If, if she actually does anything wrong or does anything that, that shouldn't have been done, I don't make any threats. Yeah. But she does something that's fun, I'm like, you're fired. You're, you're fired. fired. That's it. Yeah. I always want it to be a joke. So, dude, uh, yeah, man, back to LBUS. We're super stoked. We're super proud. Yeah. Uh, as LB Altimeters uh, to open a U.S. office. Um, we do hear cries for people like the Oceanic uh, Service Center. People have asked for that for a long time. Yeah. Um, we've heard that cry. Uh, uh, we, we've, we've, we've actually received emails from people saying, I'll open a service center in my country. Yeah. We have not opened a service center in the U.S. We've expanded our operation to the U.S. This is yeah. not a U.S. service center. This is LB Altimeters U.S. Yeah. So we're operating our own service center. For those of you who are asking and hoping for service centers in your region, um, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm not going to say it's mm. impossible. And I will tell you, there are regions of the world that I have exploration considered and going on. I've actually yeah. had communications. You know one of them. Yeah. I uh, know one of them. That one's been put on pause yeah. while we developed cool. the U.S. Service Center. I mean, you're going to learn a lot from this service center, aren't you? Exactly. And then man. once you sort of get the grasp of that, you can then think about, hey, can we expand this further and what's yeah. going to work over there? And it makes a huge difference because do we open a whole new office or do we just outsource a service center? And that's challenging. Yeah, no doubt. It is, you know, people think it's simple, man, but no, financially it's very challenging. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have to train somebody how to service these devices. We have to, we have, you know, how do you train somebody? Let's say we open an oceanic service center. And, and for those of you who don't know, that's New Zealand, Australia, Malaysia. That, it's, it's, yeah. That's the part of the world. Um, how do we train somebody over there? Do we fly them to Denmark? Do we fly them to the U.S.? Do we fly ourselves over there? Yeah. Um, we got to give them inventory. Like literally, we have every we have we have all the bits and bobs to build a device here in the U.S. to service. Not all, but 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 a good bit of the, those yeah. bits and bobs, um, which technically are our that's our internal tech. There's that many units out in the U.S. That's a bit scary, don't you think? Like. Man, there's just so many units out there that are getting like oh. older and older and older because they just last so long, you know. Like I found, like the biggest thing is like um, they're just people are just using them for that long. They get old and they just finally like split or or something like that. They just finally just give way. But that's well, I've been, I've been here. Oh shit! No, I've had this for like twelve years. What's amazing <laughs> is people who have twelve-year-old <laughs> devices yeah. ask for free replacement. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. That yeah. thing or, that you paid for it and it survived for twelve years. I know, and you're not willing crazy? to buy another. That's crazy. isn't that crazy? Yeah. They're just like, well, can't you replace it for free? I'm like, dude, it's twelve years old. Yeah, Get another you, one. You jumped it for twelve <laughs> years, didn't you? Yeah, man. It, it's like Get man, another one. As a customer, as a consumer, if I use something that lasts a super long time, I am going to vote with my wallet by buying from that manufacturer. Again, like, you guys make yeah. such good shit, I'm going to buy another one. That's exactly I'm right. going to encourage this quality... I don't know, man. I'm, yeah. I'm on a business rant today. Like my old lady's the same. She's like, why do you buy expensive stuff? And I was like, because it's outlasting all the crap you've bought. Like, my knife set, damn. That thing's lasted ages. Dude, I, I, uh, I have... I, but this is a Christmas gift you're supposed to buy your wife, pots and pans, right? <laughs> um, I've bought different pots and pans over the years. And one year I fucked off and said, I, I went in, it was a Bed Bath & Beyond. And I was like, yo, man, <laughs> I want a high quality 
high level non-stick set of pots and pans i don't care how much money i spend yeah and the guy's like look dude this is the shit you're gonna buy it will last you forever we've had these pots and pans for like nearly 10 years no way and dude they are non-fucking you can cook cheese melt cheese in a pan no way like it dude these are non-fucking stick pans get out of here so uh cathalon or something like that and you're gonna spend a bunch of money but worth it 100 percent worth it man 100 percent. so i've had uh i think my grandmother has a like this cast iron skillet right still have one of those too dude i love cooking on cast iron for some reason i just dig it i like the flavors but hers i don't know what she's done to it but you can crack eggs and you can just flip eggs on it it's properly seasoned yeah yeah. it is properly like it is seasoned and she looks after that thing you so know. Google how to properly season a cast iron skillet, and yeah. it's it's how you burn in the oil, how you yeah. coat it with oil, and then how you burn it. Yeah, in. it's absolutely insane. The just looking at it, and the eggs just like sliding over the cast. Are you like, what the hell is going on here, you witch? Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a witch. Yeah. Uh, a few things I've really learned to enjoy in life, and one of them is uh, building altimeters. Yeah, and another uh, one of them's. Scott, I encourage you. Another one is cooking. I, I yeah, I love cooking too, dude. You're into food, I bet. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to cook? It's kind of hard. Like I really, I enjoy cooking basic things, but like roasts. Like, how do you do a roast? You do it in the oven. You do it in a uh, fresh pref- So high five. No, it's uh, <laughs> got it. <laughs> high five. Yeah, it's uh, no, just um, on a Weber. Okay. Yeah. That's a grill for. A gas it's like grill. A, no, it's not a gas grill. This is ah, uh, a classic Weber, a twenty-two. Yeah, yeah, yeah a twenty-two, and it's just like uh, the. I believe what is it? The charcoal grill. Yeah, I believe the Weber twenty-two is that model. Yeah, Alex, are you already googling Weber twenty-two? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking it over. Is it the round black dome? Yeah. Um, so my dad used dome. to cook yeah. roast every <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> and that's why. Yeah, he used to cook a roast every Sunday uh-huh. on on these Webers, and I holy crap, yeah. So it's like. I did a few while I was over here in 2016 because um, it was just really easy. I just let it cook while I was skydiving. Yeah, so it was do you have a particular cut of meat that you do for a roast? No, not really. I just chuck whatever. I just go down there and whatever I Whatever roast is on there. Whatever is, chuck roast. Yeah, roast. especially like in America, like if you go to certain shops, there's not much of a selection. If you go to others, there is. So just depending where I was at the time because I the, didn't have a the car. The Heb usually has a good selection. Yeah, right? H-E-B. Dude, they are, they are fucking... I already, s- I already know where one is. Dude, uh, you're already scouting everything. Where are you yeah. living while you're in town? Uh, so in at the yard? moment, <laughs> no, I'm not doing the yeah. For those that don't know, I lived in a four meter, can- uh, what was it, canvas teepee tent for nearly an entire year. Properly known as a yurt. Yeah, that sucked in summer. It was so humid. It was a really nice tent. It was. It was really good. But it was also 100 degrees outside. Yeah, <laughs> that was not so good. Man. So but yeah, it's uh. So I'm going to be staying. Um, I'll be getting my own trailer or caravan. I'm not sure what you call it over here. We, we call say, it a caravan. We say trailer. Yeah. 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 We don't. We're not a bunch of gypsies. If we say a trailer, we mean something that you're going to like put the rubbish in or load a car onto. So if we're talking if about we say, some- if we say caravan, we're on a 20 minute call. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> or, we're, or we're a convoy of vehicles. <clears throat> yeah. So that's, yeah, I'll be living in a caravan. If you want a caravan, it's going to fucking leave us. 
Oui. <laughs> Thank Oui. You. I appreciate that. That's lock stock, isn't it? <laughs> That's uh, or snatch. Snatch. Okay. Snatch. I get the two confused all the time. Which one's yeah, got so that line? Man, I can never get the snatch confused. I don't know about you, bro. That's pretty. <laughs> Dark rooms, you know, you get lost. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's not it. That was her fucking belly button, but I was hitting bottom, which doesn't happen ever for me. Oh my god, <laughs> man! The only time I've hit bottom, anyway. Well, she had an Audi, so it was my chance. <laughs> oh my god, I found it. This is it. <laughs> Apparently, I haven't any. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. No, I'm just yeah. Hold on. We're kind of on the topic here. Do you know the term of root rat? A root rat? That's root rat. Yeah, that's someone that gets around rooting all the time. Okay, sick. So this whole time I've been looking up Australian slang, and that was one of the things I wanted to try. <laughs> what are you searching on my computer? <laughs> search history. Root rat. That's a yeah, really a root nice rat. computer. Root Don't rat. search the wrong things. So, yeah, <laughs> like rats used commonly in sayings, uh, usually okay. for like if you're negatively inclined. So root rat, that's negative. What's negative in rooting? It's like a little rat because they root heaps. You can also be a root rabbit because that makes sense. I don't. I still have no idea what a root rat means. It means yep. that you're a person that goes around rooting everything. What are you rooting? If it's got a heartbeat, you're rooting a person. What's like rooting? A woman. Mean? Yeah, rooting. What's that? Rooting. Mean? That means having sex. Oh, okay. Ah. All right. Great. So throwing out the main vein. Yeah. 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 Just throwing a length up it. All right. So a dirtbag and a root rat could be uh, doing the same stuff. Yeah, that's right. All right. Hell yeah. Well, dirtbags usually are root rats. Not perfect. It's just a subcategory. <laughs> Or the climbers. Yeah. <laughs> or they're very horny climbers. So, like, is that, is that such thing as, like, a dirtbag squared, then? Like, you're a dirtbag dirtbag? Ooh, I don't know if it works like that. Hey, there are dirtbag dirtbags. I there feel has like, to yeah, be. there could be different categories, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like Sky God can have two different meanings. Yeah. For example, Stephen Boyd is a Sky God. Yeah, he is. He is an epic legend. You actually Ninja. have accomplished Sky God in my in my A little view. bit. Uh, dude, I have a pretty good perspective of this fucking sport. Um, I have Steven a long-established perspective of this sport, and I have a very diverse perspective. You are a sky god, sir. God damn um, it. In the, in, the, in the positive aspect. It's kind of weird, because I just feel like a normal skydiver, you know? Like, and that's part of what makes like you a sky god. Yeah, it just feels like I've just done well in a few little areas, yeah. and, but it's like I still don't feel like I've gone anywhere near my capabilities yet. That's what makes you and Steven both sky gods, is that attitude. Yeah. Uh, if then there's the other sky god, and it's a, like, oh, my fucking, I'm the best. And it doesn't matter if you're good or bad. You yeah. can be bad and be a douchebag sky god, and you can be great and be a douchebag sky god. That's true. So you and Steven are perfect examples of the humble sky god, the sky gods that I Man. absolutely respect and want to emulate to some level. <laughs> although I don't want to wear a wingsuit anytime soon. That's uh, a murder skirt to you, <laughs> dude. I, I, uh, I really, I think, I think I've shared with you. I really have enjoyed some wingsuiting. But I didn't enjoy the canopy choice. No. So. No, that's yeah. right. Yeah. It, it, it's a compromise. Yeah. And to feel like a F-14, to feel like fucking Top Gun, <laughs> I have to fly something that I don't want to fly for a canopy. I flew a JFX-99 twice wingsuiting. Yeah? Yeah. Once was just like, man, why don't we do this all the time? And the second was like, this is why! And yeah. it was just like, <laughs> chop. I have to say, do you have a canopy sponsor? But Squirrel is your canopy sponsor as well now. Uh, so it's a bit... Yeah, I've got two sponsors that kind of butt heads a little bit. Well, they they don't really butt heads, but they have two products that I could use. So, Aerodyne has the Pilot Seven, which I've been using. That's right, your Pilot from Aerodyne. very the very start. Um, and then Squirrels just bought out the Omicron, which is like a they they label it as a sort of pro line, so very experienced wingsuiters. So they bought it out. Who made the Omicron before? 
Oh no, they didn't bite it. They just brought it out. Brought it out. Yeah, it's my yeah, I poor said- Australian English. I just murdered the English language. That's yeah, right, so man. it's uh, yeah, it just came out not so long ago, and yeah, it's meant to be the fun sort of swoopy wingsuit canopy you can deploy and then have a good time. So maybe Kimball can finally swoop. No. No, okay. That's, no not, how, that's not how this chance. works. Fat chance. <laughs> that's Man, not. I saw the, la- the last few jumps he walked in from, he was not wearing a wingsuit. You know that? Yeah. Yes, he actually. He contacted me today. Him and I have been communicating quite a bit about, actually, we've been uh, trying to coach. He wants to get into high performance, uh, and uh, yeah. I've guided him through his canopy choice and selection. Uh, I've guided him through some coaching. We've been able to do very minimal coaching because every time he's available and I'm available, the weather's been shit. Yeah. Uh, but we have done some of the theory in classroom, and then I've given him some like, "Hey man, uh, you don't." He's like, "I'm only out for two jumps." I'm like, "Well, just jump, and I'll still watch and, and help you along." Yeah. Um, and it's cool to see him, uh, you know, break out of his skill set, break out of his mold, and, and yeah. expand his repertoire. I think being a good canopy pilot helps with wingsuiting too. How's you can, that? Uh, so normally uh, you get out of a plane and you're pretty much over the top of the DZ. When you're wingsuiting, you can fly over towns. And then all of a sudden, if you find yourself in a weird situation, you have to land in someone's backyard. You have to land in the street. And if you're not a good canopy pilot, it's going to be a really shit situation. You know, so, yeah, I think if, if you're a really good canopy pilot... It makes sense, right? I mean, it makes more sense to be a better wingsuit pilot and not have to land in the middle of the town. Yeah, but when you're frothing, <laughs> when you're frothing, banging trannies, like you kind of forget about the navigation. Yeah, I guess that's every Tuesday. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's. Wait a minute, you're frothing, banging trannies. Yeah, so you're having a good time. <laughs> you're fucking. Yeah, I'm gonna break this down. Yeah, you're like slowing your let, speech down. Let me break like, this down for I you. Mean, <laughs> I just not that there's anything wrong with having sex with a transsexual. Yeah, but banging trannies. Yeah, so Hold on, I want to hear his explanation. Yeah. Got me buzzing like an old fridge over here. <laughs> so <laughs> you're frothing, banging trannies. So here we go. The frothing part, which means like you're having a really good time with your friends. Frothing like at the mouth. Big, yeah, frothing in the mouth, yeah. having a good time. Yeah. Banging. So that means like you're aggressively having fun or you're just having fun and you're you're having fucking fun yeah and so banging also means like you're hucking so you that comes with you know we're really giving this a good thing and then tran trannies is just transitions so yeah that's the word so the rest of the words made sense to me yeah but the trannies i'm like yeah transitions yeah transitions have so you know having fun? You, so you having fun? No, but it okay. makes sense now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, everyone's banged a tranny, <laughs> like in that in that sense. Even when the you're club doing was ang- really dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get myself. Yeah. Tax was Tax was coming down the angle camp. He was banging trannies on the way down. You know, he always bangs trannies. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, right, he, right in front of everybody too. I mean, everybody it, can see in, in front this, of his misses. In this context, <laughs> yeah. I've seen him. Man, have you seen all the lights Nails on that computer, trannies. Nick? I yeah. mean, oh my god, that thing's so lit it's up. A rainbow. Are we just trying to dodge the <laughs> tranny? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, we're getting off bang a tranny. So you're making a tranny over to the computer? Is that what's happening? <laughs> that's a good tranny. I believe that's called a segue. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to mis, uh, misuse the word tranny. Need to do yeah, that. I got offended. <laughs> no, that's a segue. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a segue. 
<laughs> yeah, there's a whole, there's definitely a line in the sand, and like when you're when you're explaining some of this stuff, like some of it makes sense for sure, but other times it feels like it's just a thing that I'm so not aware of, <laughs> like yeah. it's just a club that I'm not a part of yet, you know, or if ever. But like I say, like even for us, if we go to another state, that's a club we're not a part of either. Yeah. So we can't understand other people either within our own country. You I don't understand the South Africans in WA? Yeah. What's the go with this? Uh, I think it's the, the Western Australia is also referred to as South Africa. Yeah, South Africa also. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a bug that's over there. I don't know. Robins? No, it's like this weird bug that digs under under sand or something. I think they call them sand something. Anyway, bullweevils. <laughs> um, uh, did you do you know who do you know Dobbins, Mister Dobbins? Mr. What's Dobbins? What's Dobbins' real sand name? Sand Gropper. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's it, Sandgroppers. Sandgroppers. Yeah. Did I get it? What is Dobbins' real name? Do you remember? Oh, God. Mr. Dobbins. I've seen that Dobbins sticker with the Hoppadillos a million times. <laughs> I can't think he, of, he, dude. I knew he's it, a, too. He's a Western Australian, uh, yeah. South African guy, who came here for the jump package, and he came for the party, not for the jumps. Yeah, that's a few like that, huh? A, a, yeah, dude. There's been quite a few. And I, first of all, I'm 100% convinced that Mr. Dobbins got exactly what he hoped for out of the jump package in the end. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure um, if he broke even or not. I think he did more than break even. I think he did make yeah. I think he made it worth his financial oh. time as well, but barely. Um, yeah. But it's the value you put into it, and he got his value out of it 100%. That's what is right. Mr. Dobbins' fucking name, man? Mike Abbott. Thank you. Mike Abbott. I oh got it. God. Yeah, I knew is. I had it somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mike Abbott. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, have yeah, you no, met Jacko? It. Yeah, I met Jacko. He's a nice kid. Dude, he is fucking a top bloke. Yeah, he's not skydiving that much these days. Fuck you. What's his name again? I don't even remember who you are now. Uh, yeah. what's his you name? know, it's, I was so impressed earlier when you were talking about all these uh, wingsuit athletes. I was like, man, I saw you remember like six people's names in a row. And then I was like, man, he's for sure going to forget someone's name in this room. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's... Uh, and if you ask me to talk about those people's names in the moment, I won't remember their names. Yeah. Like, I can tell you your name when you're not part of the conversation sometimes, but when you're part of the conversation, like, what's your fucking name, man? And you've been with me multiple times where I am talking to no, you and I, don't know your yeah, name. Yeah, I see the look on your face of, like, man, I just forgot this person's name. Yeah. yeah. I, know I do that, too. What is with that? Like, you're looking at the person, you're like, fuck, like, right in the eyes, it's like, yeah. I don't even know your name. My solution, you just don't use names. Yeah. My solution. My solution, I'm a 49-year-old burnout, so like, <laughs> I have the excuse. But it's just like, hey, man, how are you, sir? Hey, buddy. Yeah. Buddy is... How's your day? I use the word buddy. Bro? Uh, so I initially used the word buddy when I didn't remember people's names, and then I started using it for everybody, so you couldn't know the difference. Yeah. So, you, so there, it was indistinguishable. I learned don't use pal over here. What's a pal? A pal. Don't say pal. Like, I, I have thanks, buddies. Pal. I'm not your pal guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm not your guy, buddy. <laughs> That's right. It's like a, kind of an aggressive. Yeah. Matt Sigman works for some path. Uh, he used to work for PD, and he uses the word pal and pally. Yeah. I use the word bud, like like oh. bud. Yeah, like bud. Hey, great, great job, bud. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's for sure not a supportive word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, if you uh, do. So that's what you meant today, didn't you? Like good selection, bud. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did I say no, that? You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was like fucking caught me already. <laughs> no, but like someone that cuts you off in traffic. Yeah, way to go, bud. Great yeah. job, bud. Nice indicator, asshole. <laughs> indicator. Yeah. 
Oh, it's your little selector light. I don't know what you call we, it over we here. We call them signals, but signals. I like indicator. Blinker. Yeah. 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 Like blinker. Blinker. Yeah. yeah. I regularly call people I don't like sir. Sir. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. If I don't have a lot of respect for you, I call you sir to force respect to you in my mind so I treat you well. Mm-hmm. There you go. So I don't like, – and I do use sir in other contexts, but uh, I, I regularly use sir. More often than not, if I'm using the word sir, it's it's – for me to maintain a level of respect for the person I'm talking to. Can we rewind so. to the start and see if he called me sir? Yes, sir, I did. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. And, that is. and if I call I you, it. and if I call you Mister, especially on social media, I have absolutely nothing but disrespect for you, and I think you're a, a man. A, you're, you're giving away all the secrets. Yeah, piece of shit. That's a joke because I introduce people all the time as Mister Nickla. Uh, if if I'm sure I could look at my last text message to you and say, "Hey, Mister Marvin." <laughs> yeah. If you look at uh, LB shared a post from PIA, and it was a picture of. Nick from behind the scenes. Yeah. So, well, like a week after PIA, maybe three weeks after PIA, I don't know, we posted a picture of Nick with his headphones on staring at his computer screen saying, yo, shout out to the guy who made all of this content and possible, blah, blah, blah. And I'm positive we said thanks to Mr. or here's the guy behind yeah. the scenes, Mr. Nick Lott. Um, read the description it. of this. Uh, he might be Mr. Luke Rogers. I knew it. So, that's okay. Mr. Luke Rogers. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Yeah, so if Mr. I use Mr., it's not really meant to be formal or respectful. It's a little cheeky fun because I do pro- typically respect people I call Mr., but it's meant more just for funsies. What are you looking at? Just her boobs. Her boobs. <laughs> That's uh, Valkyrie, is it not? Boobs. It is a Valkyrie. It is a Valkyrie, man. <laughs> I wonder how long her line set lasts. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I don't know, but I've worn them out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Dude, uh, that was a gift from Valerie. So the Valkyrie canopy just came out. Yeah. And we were at the Renfest with Heath and Paula Richardson. At the time, Heath, Richardson, and Paula are said. Mm. Um, and I saw that Valkyrie, and I just I loved it, man. I absolutely loved it. And But I'm not going to spend the money on that. Just no. not. Um, whatever. Uh, and then that Christmas, that showed up. And yeah, at some point, yeah. Heath and Paula snuck off. Val told Heath and Paula to go buy that for DJ. No go way. stash it in the car. Like they, they pulled off this fucking elaborate, like, we're going to grab this shit. The heist. Yeah, they totally. And I was, like, zero clued in. It wasn't like I, like, sometimes somebody pulls a wool over your eyes and you had some, like, something's like going inkling. on. Yeah. Yeah, some inkling. Like, even, no, dude. Fucking clueless as shit. <laughs> and when Val, I'm like, how the fuck did you sneak this past me? She explained the whole thing. I'm like, I see it all now. Like, I, I can identify every fucking moment in time and memory. Because, like, Renfest is October and December's Christmas. Yeah. So it's a fresh memory. I'm like, holy fuck. That's insane. I'm fucking, I, I am oblivious, apparently. I'm dumb. You guys are all supposed to say, no, you're not. DJ. No, you're, you're not smart. DJ, yeah. You're great. <laughs> you're great. You're smart. So intelligent. No, I'm dumb. So, <laughs> man, you are. Uh, I, I want to get back on top of you. Literally, I didn't, I didn't do it. Liberally. So you're in the U.S. on the jump package. Yeah. You're also here as a squirrel coach in the U.S. Yeah, that's true. So you're going to be doing some squirrel camps here and there. Yeah, I'll be doing some camps. Um, also, one-on-one coaching. If anyone wants any of that done, um, you can message me on Instagram if you want. And what's um, your Instagram handle? Uh, it is LukeRogers.ws. Dot yeah. wingsuit. Dot WS. Uh, it's actually a website um, because I own that website as well. So I own LukeRogers.ws. Oh. 
So I was going to use that for a coaching page, and then my all my handles are the same as the website. What kind of cunt names his own fucking website after himself? Yeah, well, this guy. <laughs> this cunt. Yeah, this one. This idiot. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm yeah, just shit. So, yeah, I did all that at the same time. But, yeah, I'm definitely keen to run some camps and um, get people flying around here again. Me, Go ahead. I was going to ask you about first flight courses. Yep, I'll uh, be able to do some of those. Okay. For like, sure. Wh- what does it consist of anymore? Um, so I, it depends who you get question it done some In some context, I by feel you. like... Uh, mm. Navigation used to be less of a part of it. Yeah, or it used so to be a lot more about just body position. Yeah, it used too. to be as long as you can get out of the plane, survive the flight, have some sort of navigation skills, deploy a parachute and not chop and land on DZ. That's what it used to be. Um, and we used to have like maybe four to five jumps to do that in. Now we do it in over a two day period, um, and we talk about everything from your gear. So you know your gear, suit selection, um, progression, and then we talk about safety, which is a big thing. You know, like your exits, why we choose certain gear, emergency procedures for having a wingsuit, which are a little bit different um, because just fabric, etc. Um, and recovery on, positions. Uh, so yeah, our recovery has actually changed a bunch. So we don't we no longer curl up in a ball and hope for the best. We try to uh, reduce our angle attack to more so. Um, aim down at the ground and then sort of come back out and build speed basically we're just because you're in an asymmetric stall on your back or in your stomach in a flat spin so all you're doing is going down and just turning so what we want to do is we need to put forward speed back into that to generate lift and speed's going to generate that so we just tell them to arch back or if you can see the ground aim at it aim at something at the ground and then all of a sudden coming back out so it's kind of counterintuitive because people don't want to go down but that's what's going to build speed makes sense yeah i've been, um, I've been in one flat spin i say flat spin i did a flat 360 yeah and then and then <laughs> like just jetted right out of it like I, it, I i powered down when i got into that flat spin i didn't ball up because that was not my yeah i just powered down and countered on the heading and reapplied yeah so but dude it was like a wrap like whoop. it was on a crazy uh, Larry Hack lent me the suit. What's that? What? what what's the Prana? I think is that the Prana oh, is, yeah. is uh, Intruder. Yeah, that's an Intruder suit. Yeah, Prana too. Yeah. Um, and, and said and done, I wasn't ready for the suit. Um, that's a that's a very common <laughs> common yeah. error in wing sitting. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it was it was uh, billed and recommended for where I was at, but I yeah. think it was mistitled. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think it was billed properly for what it was. Yep. especially after flying. Uh, um, I don't think I've flown a squirrel suit, Phoenix, after. I was flying yeah. a Phoenix suit after that. Yeah, Phoenix, uh, like back Besides. when you were flying, flying that, it was, they were a lot they're a lot more tame. Phantom, Phantom 2. Yeah, they are oh, a lot more yeah. tame of a suit, yeah. easier to fly, whereas the uh, Piranha. Is Phoenix still a thing? Yeah, Phoenix definitely fly? still a thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what Are they still selling Phantoms? Uh, I believe so. Do you yeah. know what version? Four, I have no three, idea what 12? version they're up to. But um, like any other suit these days, there are just... They're at a state of... They're just always evolving. They're never really, oh, that's the suit. We're sticking with that. Like Squirrel, always producing prototypes and learning from their race suits and putting them into race suit technology into their other suits because they just make them more efficient and easier to fly. Are there limitations in comp to experimental suits? Uh, At the moment, they've put a... 
I'd say a ban or a stop to wingtip extensions because that was the thing last worlds people were showing up with these massive wingsuit like wing extensions doing ridiculous things um we're just trying to make it a level playing field so that people don't just rock up with these random two meter wingspans or something crazy like that and i might quote this exactly wrong but i'm pretty close to the statement said and done but at some point in CP in swooping, people were showing up with experimental wings mm. and, and dominating with them because they were advanced wings. Yeah. And at some point, CP has said, uh, and it was a very quick transition, they have to be production wings available to the <coughs> general public. Non-experimental wings aren't, aren't allowed. Or experimental wings aren't allowed. Yeah. So if it's not a wing that's available to the public, uh, the Peregrine at the time was available to a selected bit of the public, but it was a production wing, so you had to yeah. be authorized to use it, but it's still, because it was something authorized for the public to use, it was allowed. Yeah, that's right. Does Wingsuit have any... Nothing like that at the moment. Um, we do have... Um, you can't just go by, say you're flying a Swift, you can't just go by a full race suit the next week. You have to have some sort of progression, so I guess that is like a limitation or a factor. Yeah, but th- there's a chance you're flying experimental wings in competition? Uh, I mean, everything's kind of experimental, really, because they're just we're pumping out prototypes until um, competition sort of rocks around. Then we but go, at World right. Meet, you were flying something that the general public couldn't buy. Uh, no, that's a question, not a statement. No, that's uh, I was flying something that was a production model. Okay. For sure. Um, but I had wingtip extensions that weren't. Um, production and how much, weren't made by Squirrel. How much, uh, wh- what was the increase in distance? Uh, so I was getting about 400 meters more in distance. And what's the total you were getting prior? Um, so the total I was getting prior was about 4.2. So without any wind, I can travel. So 4,200 meters? Yeah, so like a 4.2 glide ratio. So you're getting 10% more <coughs> yeah, efficiency big. with wingtips. And then huge. Like my times didn't go up too much because I was already doing 100 seconds, but actually they did go up then. So I was doing 100 to 103 seconds, and that first time run I did like 107 seconds in comp. So it is quite substantial. Um, what does a wingtip extension look like? I can imagine. Oh, I have them with me um, back at the drop zone. Uh, so it's basically, uh, if you look up my Instagram, there is a... Um, a picture of the wingtip. It's basically uh, your wing stops here and then there's a 3D printed extension of your wing. And are you holding it in your hand? Is it attached yeah, to no, the so suit? Yeah, so it's attached to the... Um, so at the end of the grip, there's a, like a stick and it's attached to the stick itself. Okay. Wow, yeah. that looks Thank cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you look way more like a fighter jet. I thought it made me look like a seal or something. Yes. A yeah, seal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's super weird. But, yeah, I actually, uh, in comp, they're very, very hard to handle. Like, a f- more people had access to those, but they flew them, and they just couldn't hold onto the frigging things. They're just too powerful. The, so, But it's attached to the suit? Yeah. So if it comes out of your hand, now it's just flopping very aggressively? It's just a big, flappy piece of Turns aggressive. Turns drag. Yeah, it's basically just like a hammer. It hurts. Oh, cool. Um I holding on to it. So when hammers on the wings. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it was crazy. But yeah, holding on to it, I actually tore my forearm on the second jump in uh in comp, so I was icing it. Like tore a muscle in your yeah, forearm? Wow. Tore a muscle in my forearm. Not well, I mean those horribly. aren't very big forearms, so that says a lot. Yeah. It's uh it wasn't a horrible tear. 
Can you find oh, pictures of Luke with a shirt off from 2013? Oh I'll start looking. I'm aroused already. I like Nutella. What, 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 what's scary is he knows the year. Yeah, that is a oh, bit scary. We actually. were having the conversation on the way over. No, we weren't. Yeah, fuck you, man. <laughs> oh, my God. So what? So what? I got some pictures saved. It's not a big deal. We're friends. We all do. Sharing's caring. We went over that in the car, didn't we? We did, yeah. <laughs> is that the photo? Here we go, 2013. I'm just getting into it. Okay. Oh, look at this. God, he's so jacked. Oh, what my God. God. I would eat you for breakfast, lunch, and <laughs> oh dinner. I haven't put it on the stream Hold, yet. Put it on the stream. Should Jesus I? Christ. Oh, Jimmy Wynn, <laughs> eat your fucking heart Look at out. Phone. Uh, that's going back. What phone? That's a pretty good phone. What phone? <laughs> oh, my God. Take that down. Did you say forearm or phone? Look at those veins. Oh, that's a forearm. I want to see a van. I want my you, Jesus. You think you have any uh, any plans to compete in fitness in your future? Or is that, uh, uh, that chapter's closed? No, nah, that chapter's closed, I think. I will actually get, like, when I'm done with wingsuiting, I will get fitter again. But, yeah. We were Are kind you, of having a conversation earlier about your ability to, to put on and lose weight. That's kind of come from your history of bodybuilding. Yeah, that's right. So, with the wingsuiting at Worlds, I came in at 72 kilos. And... At Nationals, which was... So, Worlds was in... What was it? Does anyone else know what October? October? 72 kilos yeah. is? 158 pounds. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I so in, I was 72 kilos in October. And then at Nationals, I wanted to come in a bit heavier to see if my performance would change drastically in certain areas like speed. So, I came in at 78 kilos. So, I, I was able to put that weight on pretty quickly. Damn, dude. We didn't even get into the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Look at oh that. my god. <laughs> That's incredible, man. That's not you. Yeah, it is. That face is your face? Yeah. That's your fucking <laughs> Oh, it is your fucking face. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that was uh I came second in Australia on that one. Yeah, that's crazy. So if you could I would wash my clothes and face on your abs. <laughs> that's crazy. If you had to compare the amount of work that you put into bodybuilding as a sport to the amount of work that you've put into wingsuiting as a sport, how do those two things compare? Uh, bodybuilding takes a cake easily. As far as the amount of work that went into yeah, acquiring that, yep. that level of uh, performance? You, you could yeah, be a definitely. puff cake and still wingsuit? So the thing is, like, I can go to the gym tomorrow and work out. And that gym membership's paid for, so I'd go twice a day, right? So that's equivalent to the jump package, but just on steroids. So being able to jump 24 hours a day and your body being able to do that because I was controlling everything, diet, exercise, cardio. So towards the end of my, um, like when I'm ripping up for comps, man, like I was like the counting of calories and everything going into your body, how much water you could have, um, the different workouts uh, and the amount of cardio and what weights you're doing. Like, it was just, it consumed my life completely. There wasn't a second that I wasn't bodybuilding. Whereas skydiving, I go to bed, I sleep, and I'm not really, I think about it a bit, but in the morning I'm having breakfast. It's not helping my performance in wing sitting. You know? Like, whereas having food and the amount of exercise I'm day, doing during the day is helping with my bodybuilding. You said you added five kilos for gnats. Yeah, at least, yeah. How, did it make a difference? Uh, it increased my speed a little bit, but it didn't decrease my time, which I thought it would, because that's how floaty you're meant to be. And I was still scoring like 103-second time runs, which is quite impressive, really. So said and done, net gain. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, and, but this is to that particular suit. So the next suit I get, I've got to work out my weight and I've got to work out where the center of gravity is in that suit and then I've got to work out where I want to put weight so it maintains that center of gravity. God, wingsuiting's come so fucking far, dude. So, but when you say where you want to put weight... Yeah, so I can put weight more in my legs if I don't like... It kind of changes a little bit, but the center of gravity in the suit is designed. Um, in So some of the suits, they were a bit top-heavy, like it felt like it was high up near my chest where I could just... I felt like I was always tipping it over. Mm-hmm. And then other suits is just like it's it's in the middle. It felt like around like your gut sort of your gut lower chest area. It's so hard for me to imagine having never flown a wingsuit of like, hey, sometimes my body's my yeah. body wants to roll over on a layout from this point. Yeah, and sometimes right. it wants to do it from a different point. Yeah, it's bizarre. So you yeah, have to fly cool. them com- like not completely different, but you just got to be aware of where those points are that you can, and that's where you're flying on the edge of the suit, pretty much. You're basically your balance point. Yeah. And so you can kind of change that a little bit, not drastically, but you don't want to increase surface area on your leading edge because that's not going to cut through the air very nice. But I also need to strengthen my arms. Little pipe cleaners. Yeah. These are guns, baby, right here. Yeah. You got a license for those? You don't need license for water pistols. <laughs> well, you don't need a license for a handgun in Texas, do you? Sure don't. No constitutional yeah. carry, baby. Yeah. Was, we can carry a I've gun legally a, without a fucking license in I've Texas. I've been reading. I've been reading. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, Texas is constitutional carry. I don't know how many, how many states are constitutional carry? I don't know, but I can look up. Five. Yeah. Five. No, it's way more than five. <laughs> it's like 28. Are you serious? It might be like 30. Yeah, I feel something. like when the... Uh, it's, it's pretty high. You know, the defund the police movement got real high. That, I, that's it's crazy to me. Sorry. Isn't that, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's really crazy that that is a phase uh, that yeah. America has I mean, through. why not try it once, right? 20, 25 states. 25. That's so yeah, 28's I, a pretty close guess. I really think you guess today. Today. Yeah, man. that it's an effort from the law enforcement community as a whole to have more people out there with the ability to defend themselves and to... You yeah, know, uh, be present in a situation where you wished you had somebody with a gun. Put it this way: like we've got a lot of uh, what we call speed cameras in Australia, so they'll set up a camera at the lights, a camera just randomly in a car on the side of the road. You drive past, going over the speed limit, it'll take a photo, and you'll get a fine in the mail. Mm-hmm. Some states have that in the U.S. Yeah. So, what I find more effective is if there's police presence because I'll see a police car driving in traffic, and they go, "Oh, let's slow down," and everyone drives safer around that police car, right? Do you guys have fake police cars in Australia? Like, no, we don't. In the U.S., we have places that have police cars literally just... Just chilling. Yeah, and some of them are not even police cars or shells of police cars sitting there. Yeah, right. And it just... People see a, a cop car and they slow down. But the thing is, like, are they getting fines from that? No. No. I, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's what you're insinuating. It's what you're saying. It's yeah. that presence. It's that police presence. It's just police presence because you're like, oh, yeah, I've been a bad kid. Yeah. Naughty slap on the wrist. I better think about what I'm doing. Oh, mom and dad's here. I better start behaving. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, like, I, I just, I don't like the whole um, revenue raising side of things. But, I mean, police presence is a massive thing and defund the police. To me, in an escalating situation where police can take control and it is advantageous to have them, defunding them is not going to help that situation. That, that's the wrong move. I, I totally agree with you. I yeah. don't think... Uh, yeah, having I could, I could fewer be wrong, police officers. That's, I mean, that's sure, an we, opinion. We all could be wrong. Yeah, that's but, just uh, an opinion. Every walk of life, every occupation has shit bags. Every single one of them have yeah. true dirt bags. 
and law enforcement is no exception. Podcast. And I, I podcasting, <laughs> thank God. Um, so w- w- LBUS uh, shares facilities with a company called Berna. Berna, uh, you guys have heard of it if you're on the show, is a less lethal firearm company. They shoot basically, they sell basically paintball guns that shoot pepper ball, pepper gas yeah. paintballs. Um, the law enforcement division is housed in the facility we're in. So we share facilities with three ex three retired cops. Our landlord is a place called Cop Stop, um, who is owned by a former police officer. The number of police officers who come in to our workplace is extremely high. Yeah. Um, so I, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but every one of those guys that I just mentioned, and, and my point was about those guys, is they all agree they're shithead cops. Yeah. But they're just people. Dude, like, don't hold people, it against right? all of them. Yeah. They're yeah, just man. people. There's shitbags in every... Dude, what was that guy's name who got buried here? Uh, 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 um, uh, George. Uh, uh, Floyd George. George, 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 George Floyd. Yeah. George Floyd, who was beat irresponsibly by police officers, uh, who was beat... It's just fucking an atrocity. It really yeah. is. What happened to George Floyd is absolutely an atrocity, and I don't think anybody really denies it said and done, and that's part of the defund police movement. George Floyd's family asked Houston PD to escort their son's funeral. Asked yeah. Paraland PD. He's buried here in Paraland, so yeah. Paraland PD. He, he's, he's, he's buried like, fuck, like half a mile from my house. Oh, man, now that you say that, I remember driving by when that was happening. Yeah. The traffic yeah. over there was fucking crazy. Dude, they, my neighborhood, they actually closed my neighborhood off because literally he's half a mile from my house. Yeah. Uh, because people were trying to park in our neighborhoods to stand on the roadside to see George Floyd's funeral procession, which, dude, kudos to them. I'm, I'm yeah. all for the support of what's going on there and bringing the attention. But back to the point, man, George Floyd's family asked local law enforcement to be part of their son's funeral procession. Yeah. Man, the Floyds got it, dude, and, and God bless them that they realize. Uh, unfortunately, and it's a tragedy what happened to George Floyd and, and, and the fucking bullshit that bad cops happen. Yeah. And sometimes it's good cops getting caught up in bad moments, still <laughs> bad cop true. moment. But, man, God bless them for seeing that most cops are good people and supporting law enforcement. Man, like it's it just... Yeah, it's crazy. I'm, well, a, been I'm a political soapbox today. <laughs> <politics, that's laughs> no, it's good, man. And I, I think uh, you know, it's easy for people who don't actually know any gay folks to be homophobic, and it's easy yeah. for people that yeah. don't have you know a racial diversity of friends to to be racist. And it's like, man, if you don't know any police officers, you don't have any personal friends or police officers, you don't have any good context to put what you know. Like imagining what it's like to experience the world through a police officer's eyes where everywhere you go, everybody's lying to you and everyone's unhappy that you're there <laughs> yeah. and you didn't get there fast <laughs> enough or whatever. And like you see that really terrible parts of humanity and surely that's yeah. got to skew the way that you're able to even. And that's what you see all day. Yeah. It's very interesting right. working with these guys and hearing their stories. You know, uh, recently we had a Galveston sheriff's officer who works on the border uh, of Texas, Mexico, dealing with border immigration stuff, working with uh, Immigration and Border Patrol. Hearing the stories he shares of what he's dealing with. Uh, the other day, uh, in my neighborhood is an officer, a canine officer, and a super good dude, really like the guy. Um, I, there's another Paraland officer who regularly visits our shop, and I mentioned, hey, you know such and such. And he's like, yeah, and, and the conversation talking 
he started sharing stories like such and such was in an altercation and I thought that I literally was about to have to shoot a man and fortunately we were blessed and we were able to tase him and, and, and gave this whole story but to hear hear, hear that officer's reg- like I see him all the time to yeah. hear what they see on a fucking daily basis yeah. man it's fucking it's ridiculous hectic it, it's it's crazy. I, I mean, I feel like I have to extend a large amount of understanding to someone who, like, that's just part of their job. When, when your job involves firearms and murderers How's and people, cherry? it's like... <laughs> Man, Cherry's so good. Great. Yeah, Cherry's a show. I'm so but, sorry. No, it's good. It's a good important, important point to address. But yeah. when, when that's your job, like, hey, mistakes look really big when that's the world that you live in, right? Like yeah. most people's job, hey, you mess up on some paperwork and you got to redo it. Like that's what a mistake Whoopsie looks like doodle. at your job. Yeah. Hey, well, when, you know, everything that they do in their, in their job and in their life is that this level of risk and intensity. Yeah, the mistakes look really big. Yeah. And uh, that's just... With the, something that comes along with doing such a difficult job, I think you know, twenty-year-old me, I would have been like, "Yeah, fuck the police, defund the yeah. police, yeah, fuck the like." Uh, <laughs> yeah. I would have been in Seattle <laughs> as part of the riots, fuck you yeah. know. And it's like, oh, okay, well, you live life, you uh, experience some crazy shit for yourself, you get a little bit of perspective, and uh, for me, that's uh, certainly a lot more respect for it's the job. Crazy how you mature when you get older. Yeah, weird, isn't it? And in ten more years, we'll be like, man, what a fucking idiot yeah. I was that <laughs> night talking with those dudes. And that's all it comes down to. It's just like you experiencing the world around you and just seeing other people's opinions as being valid as well. And it's like, holy shit. Well, maybe I should change the way I think too. You know, and it's just about keeping your mind a bit open at all man, times. One of the reasons I love Houston. So I live in Houston because the climate sucks. I live in Houston because the <laughs> geography sucks. I live in Houston because none of those reasons. Yeah. I live in Houston in part because the economy is fucking rock solid. Yeah, it's good. It's fucking, dude, our economy is highly based off of oil. Yeah. And after that, medical. And after that, space. And none of those are going anywhere. Yeah. We have the largest med center probably in the world, I know for sure, in the U.S. No income tax, too, um, right? No state income tax. State income. So you got federal still. We still pay no federal. state yeah, income yeah, yeah. tax. God yeah. damn. Yeah. Hallelujah. Um, praise the Lord. But with all the taxes Texas accumulates, we're somewhere around 40%. Yeah. Uh, in other words, uh, uh, we're... So rank, ranking the lowest paying taxes, number one, and the highest paying taxes, 50th. We're yeah. somewhere around rank 20th. Yeah. So I, I recently dove down a hole of taxes. Yeah. Um, like, I, I actually know what percentages several states pay said and done. Like, if you live in this state, said and done with federal and everything, you pay this percentage of taxes. I know yeah. that of some, some countries. Um, I don't fucking old people shit, dude. Um, yeah. I have no clue why I dove down this hole. Because, uh, man, retirement. I thought you were going to say because Texas is awesome. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> I, live, I live in Texas partially for the economy, and I was actually shocked our taxes as high as they are said and done Yeah. Uh, because we have no state income tax, and there are only seven states with no state income tax. But you can yeah. buy a bazooka. Fuck yeah, you and can. a tiger. Yeah. There, are more, there are more tigers in captivity in Texas than the entire world. <laughs> Could you imagine world. that combo together? Like, yeah, dude, there are the tiger and back. also the bazooka. There are, there are people that live not very far from here that have those fucking animals in their house. Isn't that so I'm, crazy? I'm pretty <laughs> sure so there are weird. more tigers in captivity in Texas than there are like in the rest I've, of the United States. I've heard Joe Rogan say that combined. at least 1,000 times. Yeah. Uh, thing is, like, isn't that crazy if one like escapes and you're just like, strolling down the street on your e-bike or just like taking the dog for a walk and you get... Mike Tyson's attacked. fucking tiger got out yeah. again. Just getting attacked by a tiger in suburbia. Uh, I mean, like, how random. Based on potential, inf- <laughs> based on the facts, there is the potential that there is a fucking tiger in my neighborhood. Yeah. 
Absolutely. That's insane to me. Yeah. Tiger King filmed right up the road. I, yeah, dude, I, uh, <laughs> I doubt there's a tiger in my neighborhood. I seriously doubt it. But, dude. It's you would hear it. This is from the first website that pulled up a Google search, but uh, yeah, oh, that sounds are, totally reliable. Yeah, there are <laughs> there are more tigers in Texas than in all of the tigers' world population. That's weird and kind of weird, but yeah, more tigers this in Texas than uh, than anywhere in the world. So you can yeah, safely yeah. say that you are more likely to get attacked by a tiger in Texas than anywhere on the planet. <laughs> you're only, you're definitely a, much more likely to get attacked by a tiger in Texas than to purchase marijuana legally in Texas. <laughs> and that tiger doesn't need a permit for its handgun that it's carrying. <laughs> also, correction on the number from earlier, because it's going to bother me if I don't put the right information out there. 27 states, not 25. So, so I said close. 28. Let's super go. Th that's for constitutional carry? Constitutional yeah, yeah. carry. If I'm yeah. a more reputable website. I'm also very much a, a, a uh, uh, very interested in, in gun laws. Um, gun control and gun laws is, is a very interesting topic for me. Have you seen those attachments you can get for handguns that make them look like an SMG? Yeah. Like the chassis? Is that legal for open carry around here? Or is that is there a is, rule against that? Is open that? carry legal in Texas? Yes. Constitution yeah, totally. carries open, open or... or, uh, or uh, yeah. Is it? What I'm thinking uh, is because concealed. that's technically still a handgun, that would be legal to have without a license, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. So uh, a lot of people are using uh, rifle frames for pistols yeah. and getting away with having a form of firearm that might be otherwise deemed illegal. And it's one of the reasons that's those right. frames came into existence. Yeah, so you can get like full like red dot sights, big handles for these things. Like they look like man, submachine guns. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty torn on the gun topic of like man. I believe that any person should have the full abilities to protect themselves no matter what the world throws at you. And I think that uh, responsible gun ownership is great. Yeah. But, man, there's a lot of violent crime connected to guns, and that's a problem. That's because there's a lot of idiots that shouldn't have guns. Yeah, have but there's, guns. A, there's a, a serious undressed mental health problem yeah. in the United States and I'm sure many other places. In, in Australia, the there's a big mental health problem, for sure. And I would They're say called Australians. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we are we are based off criminal, like we've got criminal heritage in there. Yeah. But we're all rat bags. Um, <laughs> there's another rat slang for you. Rat bag. Rat bag. Dirt yeah. bag. Rat bag. Rat Dirt bag. bag. Rat bag. Kind of same thing. But yeah, it's um, yeah. If Australia had a more had more guns, we'd have more issues for sure. Like because it's um. We have fist fights all the time in Australia. It's a massive thing. Like if yeah, you, but I feel like that. I mean, when I it's was like younger, the jewel days. we used to have fist fights. Yeah, and nobody was going to pull a gun out. But the thing is, like in Australia, if you if you and your mate are fighting, you'll beat the crap out of each other, and then it's like, all right, you won Let's that go one. Have a point. And then yeah, you're having a beer after. Mm -hmm. Like that's that. You you've settled it. That's yeah. it. You're not. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like if you started something and you got shit kicked out of you, you go, oh yeah, nah. You, you got me on that one. What, I'll what, buy your beer. What are the laws? There are laws where it's like mutual. It's one two people mutual combat. Mutual combat is that it? When yeah. two people yeah. agree to hey, fight. Hey, we agree to illegal. fight. Yeah. yeah, dude, you want to fight? Okay, we'll fight. We're Let's not going to hold like this. This is legally. It's a not fight. doing like, that Homer right Simpson thing, walking around the globe like jewel, 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 jewel. You see that episode? Man, Man it's been a long out. time. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm bringing it back. <laughs> he was just walking around, and then someone accepted, and he was like, <laughs> Yeah, that was sick. Anyway. <laughs> um, we, we were... Uh, uh, um, so one of the things that... So, so gun violence... I, I'm a very firm believer in this next statement, and I could be a thousand percent wrong, but I'm a firm believer in this next statement. 
the awareness of gun violence has grown substantially more than gun violence has grown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to, to really explain that, if you don't catch on to what I said, um, per capita, the amount of gun violence has grown slightly. I do believe that. Mm-hmm. The amount of gun violence has grown because population has grown, but our awareness of gun violence has grown significantly. Yeah. And a great example of that is the number of stabbings on headline news nowadays. Mass stabbings on headline news are becoming a real thing. Yeah. Mass stabbings have happened. People have been doing it. It's the global awareness of social media and not yeah. just social media, just general media. The internet has been a wonderful source and a horrible source of information. Yeah. So I firmly believe that gun violence has not increased as much as awareness of gun violence has increased. Yeah. I will agree it's increased. I will agree it's a problem. I will agree it's a fucking issue. Absolutely. I do believe in responsible gun control and gun ownership. Yeah. I um I'm okay with constitutional carry. I'm I'm okay with it. But if you told me constitutional carry was not allowed and you had to have a license to carry a weapon, I mm. do have a license to carry a weapon. Yeah. Um, I, I had a license to carry a weapon before constitutional carry was a thing. And I would be A-okay with that process for accountability. Um, but I firmly believe we need to invest more money in social well-being and, and social health care yeah. uh, than we need to put into drug and gun control. And if we redirected a large portion or even a small portion of of gun and drug control money into social health, mm-hmm. uh, mental health, sorry, not I say social, mental health, dude, that would be a much larger impact Man. than fighting gun control and fighting drugs. I am for those ideas. Yeah. I but think the money's misdirected. I just, on top of that, I think, the the whole thing about awareness i think social media has made everything more aware like everything that we ever did in our lives is being you know broadcast on social media these days could you imagine back in my day the stupid shit i used to get up to i can't imagine that getting posted these days it was dumb shit like we were surfing top of roofs and cars down the m1 going 110 kilometers an hour like we had snowboards hooked up to ropes and we're just like snowboarding out the back down the highway like, could you imagine if that shit hit hit the news? I didn't do those things, by the way, police. I'm A-OK. Allegedly. But, yeah, allegedly those things used to happen. And just dumb shit we used to do. Could you imagine that stuff hitting social media? Like, they're just... Tide Pods is the perfect example. Fucking kids eating Tide Pods. Dude, I didn't, even, I didn't think that was real. I thought people were just, like, faking it. And then it was an actual thing. People yeah. were eating these things. So I bet... I'm willing to bet money that... Someplace along the line, kids have tried something like that at some point. Yeah. And without social media, it never went far. And suddenly with social media, the awareness of it grew exponentially. Yeah. And then now, now you have fucking dip loads of dipshits. Yeah. Uh, fucking, People are dying it, planking. Uh, <laughs> Remember that thing? People How like, do you die planking? They just fall off like tall buildings and stuff. Oh. And McDonald's signs. Like They're just like, hey, look, I'm... Yeah. With what signs? McDonald's, Maccas. You said the whole, okay, I say you said the whole word. Yeah, Mickey D. Yeah, Maccas is what I expected you to say. Yeah, Maccas, Mickey D, yeah. the big M. Mickey D. MC. Man, it, it's this. Yeah, back to it, man. Uh, I, I, it, it's. It, 
I, I, I'm, I think, in an odd place, and I say I'm in an odd place. I am the son of a Marine who's been raised mm. with weapons in my life. Yeah. I am a Texan, and I say I'm a Texan. I've lived in Texas for 18 years, by far the longest I've lived anywhere in my 49 years. Um, and I very much identify with being a Texan. I, I, mm. Nick, you know me well. I fit in with Texas. Yeah, dude. I think we both adopted ourselves yeah. right into the Texas culture. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the Australian of the Americans, I reckon. Thousand percent, Texans. man. Well, you know, Australians are just Southern Brits. Yeah, that's yeah, I, yeah, I did hear that. If you if you mix Texas and England, oh, we have Aussies, a hundred percent. Yeah, and and uh, for and the Canadians, best, eh? for the worst, fuck Canadians, man. Yeah, I, Flappy head talking fucking dude, South uh, Parkers. I know, but there's like. Some of them are just so, so nice. nice that they're charming. They're so and nice. you can't no, I, help but like those assholes. No, no, I, I love I love I love uh, okay. Canadians. No, they're great. Oh, Brooks a Canadian too, eh? That's a great reason to love Canadians. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no man, Canadians said and done. Um, <laughs> I've met Canadian douchebags for certain. Yeah, and it's probably somewhere like ninety percent, ten percent, ninety percent fucking absolutely top shelf people, and then ten percent douchebags. But the ten percent who are douchebags are one hundred percent douchebags. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, it, it's a funny thing. Yeah, it's 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 weird, man. It's for and for fuck's sake, that is an Aussie. That's not Aussie. That's fuck's sake. Well, so, fuck's sake, mate. You know, it's man. Australian, eh? Dude, uh, Canadians do it a lot too. Pull the wool over sake. my bloody eyes. Tell ya, man. Uh, she'll, she'll, cruising for a bruising, mate. She'll be apples though. Oh yeah, she will be Did apples. Yeah. What I'll the fuck that. does that mean? <laughs> Dude, I've been waiting for this. Yeah. It was on the list. And I saw <laughs> yeah, she'll be apples. That means it's all gonna be good. Yeah. Apples are good. Dude, yeah. she will be apples. Yeah, she'll, yeah, be apples. she'll be apples, mate. The look right. on your yeah. fucking face of satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, she'll be apples. Just like, I was wondering if I was going to get Yeah, no, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I like that. She'll be apples. She'll be apples. Yeah. Australians have this weird, like, our personalities and our humor is so, like, it, at times it's dry, but we go about things in a way that would be, they're borderline bad, as in, like, we have jokes where we're saying, what do you tell a chick with a black eye? And we're like, nothing. She's already been told once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then like, and we're just like, oh, that's a yeah, good one, Thomas. <laughs> what a cracker. That, that's also an American joke. What do you tell a chick with two black eyes? <laughs> nothing. She's already been told, told twice. twice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's like, it's so, like, if you have a look at that in its own and just look about what you're laughing at as a, as a subject it's matter. It's fucking terrible. terrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. So, we're we're so not meaning it like funny. that. You know, right. we're just trying to mean like, oh, nothing. She's only been told twice. Like, well, we're not thinking about the actual uh, yeah. event that caused it, yeah, it. If you were like, yeah, it hit my my lady earlier. She yeah. got a black eye. You don't just, like, you don't just walk up to your mates and go, hey, dude, yeah, I just yeah. punched that bitch twice in the face. It was yeah. sick. She stopped it. Like, but, but yeah, I that's totally different. Most reasonable people <laughs> understand what comedy is yeah. and that it's not serious. Yeah. And that's why it makes comedy, like, it's so easy to but get offended by stuff. It is. Because all you have to do is take anyone's joke seriously yeah. or decide that this topic that might be funny to anybody else isn't funny to you. Yeah, yeah. And now you're the victim, right? That's true. And man, fuck people like that because there are lifelong victims hey yeah for, for sure for unfortunately, sure unfortunately those put me on a political soapbox are the too. loud people yeah that's unfortunate hey man i'm loud <laughs> but they're not making noise <laughs> yeah. like those of us who think it's a fucking joke and think it's funny don't say fucking shit because yeah. it's a fucking joke and it's fucking funny and it doesn't warrant justifying yeah it's it's a crazy thing because australians have so many bad jokes like that that we don't really tell overseas but we just say like between ourselves because it it does get taken the wrong way a lot over here, so we got to be really careful. Um, but yeah, and 
I don't know. Australians are weird creatures. Uh, when they're overseas, they say cunt a lot. But at home, if you say cunt, like, that's really bad as well. Really? What? Yeah. That's like, a shock to me. Yeah, so this is the thing. It's only bogans or what we, you would call hillbillies. So uneducated people. Bunch is, of shit cunts. Yeah, say people cunt like a you. lot. So, yeah, it's like all your mining industries, all your construction workers and all that sort of stuff. They're the guys going around, oh, yeah, count this, count that. But the majority of Australians are like, oh, my God, these bogans are just going everywhere destroying what we actually are. And so that's why when we come overseas, I don't say those words too often and I don't throw them around loosely mm-hmm. because... Trying to fuel the stereotype? Well, not that. It's just that I don't say it naturally in my own environment. So why would I say it overseas? I don't, uh, I'm very selective about the word cunt, and a big part of it is because I firmly believe in the word cunt. Like, yo, dude, he's a fucking dick. Yeah. Has value, right? Yeah. So why can't a fucking girl be a fucking cunt? Like, she's being a fucking cunt. <laughs> You're just saving it for when you meet her. Yeah, that's so it. It, has it loses high, value. Right, it has a high value, so... It has pe- a high value. <laughs> Did you guys hear that Gravity Lab podcast? They were talking about how valuable the word cunt is. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes and don't think about it, you valuable yeah, cunt. They had to have an Australian there to officialize it. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, no, make it official. Yeah, they yeah, started with, that, yeah, with how good. funny it is to hit women. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they talked about God. loving the word cunt because it's so valuable. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but the thing is, like... Toxic masculinity. My dad... Shame on you. You know... I'm offended. <laughs> You know, like, my dad never swore, ever, right? Until, like, he really got angry. And if he swore once, like, you knew you were in the shit. But if he swore every day and then just started swearing at me one day, I'd be like, shut up. (laughs) But because he didn't, and when he did swear, it was like, (gasps) Dad cost that man. Yeah, and that's that's what I think you're referring to is, like, if you just rip that out in the middle of a sentence and you you don't really say that much, people are going to take notice of that and go, wow. Yeah. It, but I, it's such a stigma to use the word. But like, I can. Nick's being a fucking dick, dude. Uh, Why is it okay to say that and not say fucking Shirley's being a fucking cunt, bro? I know he totally. He asked me today. This is a dick move on Nick's behalf. He asked me today. I was like, "Hey, Luke, you hungry? Do you want to go stops on the way to to DJ's to get some food?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's that's sick." And I asked him what to make cunt. sure you were fed. <laughs> 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 no, nah, that's. Uh, He's actually a good dude. God was he being a monger? He would have done that anyway. Yeah, so. people have mixed mixed opinions about you, Nick. That's fine. You can't make everybody happy. Yeah, no, that's it. I think it's anyone who knows me well knows that I'm a genuine, good-hearted person who uh-huh. has uh, people's interests in mind. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I'm a fucking asshole. And sometimes they can suck it. <laughs> I mean, I, Nick <laughs> and I have very polarizing personality said and done, and I think uh, it's true for both of us. Put your bias aside, put your opinion aside, and factually get to know us, Yeah, and you might feel better. It's common people's biases or opinions are based off of an interaction that they didn't like. Yeah, um, it, It's a life lesson I've preached on this show before. Uh, I was once taught if somebody does something that offends you, don't say a word. Dwell on it for 24 hours. It probably offended you because it's a problem you have. Yeah. And then after 24 hours, you'll understand your own issues and how to contend with it better. And you'll be able to better give that person advice or you'll have dismissed the issue because it's not a real issue. Yeah. And if you uh, – uh, uh, if somebody gives you – if somebody criticizes you or, or, or uh, uh, says something negative about you, don't fight it. Accept it. 
for 24 hours and dwell on it for 24 hours, it bothered you because it was true. Like Nick's like, yo, DJ's like such and such about this. Yo, that really hurt my feelings. Well, it probably hurt my feelings because it needed to, and I needed to absorb this information yeah. for 24 hours and dissect it, and I'll become a better human being for it, said and done. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it, it's, it's, uh, I forget how we got there, but man, like take that value <laughs> of, of negative information. I mean, if, if we get back to your dad and the words that he's got to use to be dad sometimes yeah. and to enforce the authority that he has to to be a good and effective father and to yeah. not just be a pushover, like, yeah, sometimes you just got to be stern with people. And man, sometimes right. you don't like the attitude that you got from the person that had to be stern with you. That's right. But if you were behaving in a more considerate and respectful manner, you probably wouldn't have seen that side of that person exactly in the first place. Exactly right. And man, I, I really do. I put a lot of effort into trying to be fair with people and trying to be patient with people. And I think that my ability to remain patient has surely grown but yeah. man everybody's got their limits man oh yeah and, they do uh, I, we I, all do i really apologize for anybody who has to see a less <laughs> pe- uh, pleasurable side to me and i i wish yeah. that it didn't exist in the way that it does yeah but, it, but it's like man i i do i do consider myself a pretty genuine and uh, fair and thoughtful and caring person and uh, not everybody sees that side and that's okay exactly and, right uh, some, sometimes sometimes you just got to be Stoic and plain and and straightforward. Daily to, stoic to mate. get through the day. Yeah. Daily stoic. Totally. Yeah. It, the thing is, like, if they know you, they'll understand. That's the thing. If they actually get to know you, they'll understand. If, you know, if, you're not being a dick. You're just like, hey, dude. Like, if your friends are never hurting your feelings, they're not real friends. Yeah. <laughs> they are fucking not real friends, man. Um, I, Rory Corrigan, super good dude. I met him. Okay, I'm gonna make a two minute warning. I'll yeah, we got to go. Oh. I, I met him. And one day, literally one day, and then I went on vacation. And I came back a week later, and I'm in the plane, and it's fucking putrid. I want to vomit body odor. And I ask around, and everybody's like, it's the new guy, Rory. I'm like, well, is this today? They're like, no, it's been the entire time he's been here. I'm like, have you guys said anything? They're like, no. I'm like, why the fuck didn't you tell the guy? Yeah. So I land. I find Rory at some point. I'm like, hey, man, I, I barely know you. This is the second day I've talked to you. Um, but I feel like you're a good dude. I feel like we're friends. I feel like we're connecting. Can I tell you something that, that might be offensive? But I, I mean, he's like, yeah, no. I'm like, dude, your body odor. And, and I explained my situation. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God, thank you. I changed deodorant recently, and I didn't realize this issue. And he was so thankful for it. Yeah. Uh, Rory doesn't get his feelings hurt. He takes information and, and processes it. Yeah. If your friends aren't telling you things that hurt your feelings, they're not your fucking friends, man. Yeah. I want to know if I stank, you know? Like, yeah, dude. I want Nick to be honest with me and tell me what my problems and my flaws are. Yeah. Respectfully, and hopefully good friends will say it constructively. Yeah. But, man, yeah, fuck that shit. So yeah. as we wrap up and we get that two-minute buzzer, that two-minute warning, mm-hmm. anything you want to share with your friends and family watching, listening, paying attention? Um, I don't know. Like, I'm just going to send it this year and have fun and... Hopefully, you enjoy what you see. I'll be posting online. Ooh. I'll be posting online some uh, pretty cool content. If you want to watch it, cool. If you don't, I don't cool. care. Guys and gals, come to Skydive Spaceland Houston. You're going to see our, I, I think the evolution of our wingsuit community has been going really well lately. We've had some really good mm. processes. But uh, I think it's about to take that next level of evolution. I think the, the community is very ripe for this. And I think you're a great person to help share that. Yeah, definitely. Um, the first XRW docks in over Spaceland Houston were taken by? Yeah, myself. And I think it was DQ correct, at the time. Yeah. Correct. And uh, we are about to relight uh, Gravity Lab XRW camps. Sweet. And uh, I think we're going to be able to take it to a next level because having an asset like you 
uh, being able to bring in that extra information from Squirrel and, and, and that training and mind process that Squirrel promotes is going to be absolutely valuable. Um, I, I say that with some of our coaches being Steven Megason, Ryan yeah. Looper, fucking absolute legends in their own mind. I mean, in their own right. In their own right. Um, they're phenomenal coaches. I'm yeah. just shitting on them. Super fun to be around, too. Dude, top blokes, man. Top blokes. Yeah. Uh, guys, gals, come hang out with Luke. Get to know him. Uh, fuck his wingsuit skills. He's just a fucking brilliant human being. And his wingsuit skills are fucking top shelf, dude. Yeah. Top fucking world medal, world class. It was yeah. so great to see you at Worlds. We actually got to share a meal together. We got to spend <laughs> yeah, some time did. together. Um, and it was good to see you. Not Boys, awesome. anything else you fuckers want to share? Send it. Send it. Here we go. Hit Let's that button, white boy. Yeah. Yo, Cheers. guys and gals, thank you for tuning in. Gravity Lab Radio, episode 194, Nick. Can you fucking believe that shit? You know, I was actually thinking about that as I uh, drove down your your street. Yeah. I was like, man, I, I know that it's m- more than 150. I didn't know what it, it was in 190. But I'm like, man, I still almost turn down the wrong street every time I come here. Fuck yeah. Um, wh- who are we going to do for 200? You got 200? I, I have no plan. We'll figure out when we get there. We have a few cats and ca- uh, guys and gals lined up coming up soon. Uh, I have, think we've done good at keeping our promise to actually be regular again. Um, and I've been uh, eating a lot of fiber. It's been dude, uh, man, i actually been stopped with the last two or three days. So until uh, then, blue skies, <laughs> we're the fuck out of here. Go home. Later.